Blog Talk Radio. holidays and I, you know what first of all let me just say this I hope you guys had a wonderful Thanksgiving because mine was a lit it was really really good it was intimate I don't want don't don't y'all start because I know some people say yes it comes out here did you have to celebrate no it was very intimate you know it was it wasn't it wasn't a lot of people it was not and you know we had a great it was a great time okay it was cool for me okay I enjoyed it you know what, listen, I am a person who believes that life is what you make it, even in the middle of a pandemic, or whatever y'all call it is, um, and I believe that, you know what, life is precious, and every day you should live it, unless you're walking outside and melting, you should be living, okay, you know what I'm saying, so you don't, you know, uh, you never know what, when you, you know, what I'm saying, what may happen, how things may go, be careful, take care of yourself. But, you know, don't fail to uh, love on your people. You know what I'm saying? When you get a chance to, okay? Because, listen, some people ain't, some people didn't make, make 2000, uh, 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 halfway to this point in 2020, okay? And it wasn't just COVID. COVID ain't the only thing people passing away this year, okay? It's been a lot, it's a lot of stuff. So, you know what I'm saying? So, hey, Love on people when you get a chance. We all have so much. We got so much to talk about when I when I'm gonna talk about some more stories. That you got some more stories and stuff that I'm gonna try to talk about a little later on into the show. But you know what? You, hey guys, you know so. Listen, I don't know. <laughs> trying to figure this out. I'm trying to pull my uh, paper, the thing up, my thing up that I, I do the show off of, and I couldn't find it. So I'm like, uh oh, what am I talking about? <laughs> But uh, you know what? So I again, like I was telling you guys, I hope your Thanksgiving was nice. Uh, next sat this Saturday coming up, Sheila Shelby will be on. 
Uh, we're going to talk about her book. I can't, I can't wait to talk to you guys about it. And I never have the book in front of me. I've been reading this book. Sheila, forgive me if you're listening, because I, ne- <laughs> I don't be, I don't have the. Oh, there is that the book? Pain after. Oh my goodness. I'll get the book's name and I will make sure that I um, that I tell you guys the book's name. But she's going to be on the show this weekend, Saturday, and we're going to talk to her about her book, her life, her experience. It's been a really good book. I've uh, uh, I've been really enjoying it. So I'm going to tell. I always forget the the, the the name. I've been reading the book, so I I'm going to get when I don't have it in front of me. Y'all know my memory bad. Y'all be knowing? <laughs> okay, so I will uh, talk to y'all about that. And then remember, please remember, if you guys have children, or if you just want to collect it for yourself, Christian Nicole was on here uh, about a week, couple, was it a couple weeks ago, man? A couple of weeks ago. And she has just done this wonderful new book, The Rain Africa. And it's about uh, the tribes in Africa. And if you guys get a chance, I've put a link on the Colorado Chatwood Facebook page and stuff. Definitely support that sister who is doing big things, okay? One of my favorite people, my one of my favorite new people that I have met. Let me explain to y'all my week. <laughs> it has been, let's say, shit. I've been having a good-ass time, okay? You know what? I had, I mean... You know, I go places with my mask on. I can't, you know, I, I go out to, you know, and I got my grandparents are progressive. They move a lot and stuff, too, but they have their mask and everything. Um, everybody try protects themselves for the best, the best way we can. Uh, but, listen, I just been having, uh, listen, the best, I've been having a great time. You know, I just really have, and this week, I got to do something that I felt was so challenging. I was like, oh, my God. And I met these really nice people, and uh, there's this lady who does. And I, you know, uh, shout out to you, Pam, if you're listening or whatever. Shout out to you because this week I got the wonderful experience of uh, my friend, a friend of mine, April. She does modeling, and I have been talking to April about getting, you know, getting into doing a little modeling here and there. And she suggested to me this wonderful lady named. Uh, Pam, and uh, Pam uh, allowed me to come into one of her small classes. They social distance. They they do everything really good, and uh, uh, to get to get my foot my feet back wet in the idea of modeling. And listen, it was challenging. It was fun, honey. If I didn't do it, nothing but to learn some grace. You know what? Shit, I'm I'm good. <laughs> Learn, you know, because you know she teaching you how to walk and teaching you how to all this. Fun. It was so fun. I had I had a great you know I had a great experience. Challenging, yes, because I was like a fish out of water. You know, and listen to me, I'm a plus size girl, so I ain't wore that many heels. I ain't wore heels like like long like heels like to walk like walking. You know, I walk wear heels. But I wear the big girl heels. I was wearing the big girl heels, but now I'm getting smaller. But you know, I haven't got out my plus size range yet. But I'm still wearing the what I call plus size girl heels is them like thick heels, <laughs> right? So, so, so I, I it was so fun to uh, just kind of get that experience about learning, you know, how to walk and stuff like that. It's just so it's just so fun. So I, I had a great time, uh, and I I saw I met some beautiful women. I mean, 
me tell you something. These women were beautiful, okay, very beautiful. And so shout out to all the uh, wonderful uh, in, in different ages, okay, that in that group. So I uh, really appreciated the moment, and I'm hoping to have more moments with her. You know, I, I feel like I'm growing so much. I'm doing things. Let me tell you something. A few years, I would never, ever have done that. You know what I'm saying? A few years ago, I would have just been so uncomfortable. I would have ran from the uncomfortableness of it, you know, the newness of it, but I did not. <laughs> and I told people, I said, 48, my new slogan, 48 is going to be bold, honey. <laughs> so I am doing bold and brave things for myself. So I, I enjoyed it, and I had a great time, okay? Um, listen, uh, what is y'all into words this week? Cause hell, I don't know. <laughs> First of all, I know y'all going to ask me. I have not watched the Soul Train Awards yet, okay? I, did, I have not watched them. I just I haven't watched them yet, but I plan on. Okay, I, I plan on it. I take them. I, I just don't know when because I'm in Kansas City. When I'm in Kansas City, I be doing so much. And I like, I'm here for like in Kansas City, you know, uh, for like the next three to four weeks. You know what I'm saying? I always, I try to come home around Christmas time and hang out with my grandparents and just do that, just me and them, you know. And, uh, you know, uh, and it, it, it's always a, a, a time of discovery. <laughs> So, uh, so uh, that's that's kind of so. I don't know when I'm gonna get the chance to watch the Soul Train Awards, but I, you know, I may try to me and maybe me and my granny will watch them on a down night. She might have already watched them because she was watching something last night. And you know, child, I don't know. I was I was watching up uh, watching something else, or I was doing something. No, I was doing I was doing homework because I have these classes. I still have online classes. So. Um, yeah, so I'm telling y'all all my business, but that's what I'm doing, okay? Uh, let's see, what is y'all issue? So I, that's the deal with Soul Train, okay? So when y'all ask, Carlotta, you did not talk about the Soul Train Awards. I've only seen little parts of it, okay? But I did not see enough of it to me to watch it. But I heard, I've heard some good things. I've heard mixed reviews, okay? So I will talk about it, try to this weekend, okay? If I get a chance to watch it. If, that's a big if, Okay? <laughs> Okay, so y'all, it's the word for the day. You know what? I really don't have one. I kind of have one, but I don't have one. It's about uh, for the holidays, because a lot of people have been traveling for the holidays, and I was so glad to hear. I know Fachi and CDC and all these people are not glad to hear it, but I was glad to hear people going home. Because I feel like, you know what, I, I feel like here science always changed. In, in 20 years, you know, science is a short science. I love science. Science just is a, can discover great things, you know, about our bodies and our minds and help us heal in so many ways. But science is ever changing. You know, in 20 years, we'll find out that certain things about COVID that we didn't know. Just like uh, 20 years uh, I mean, 100 years after the Spanish uh, Spanish uh, uh, flu, they found out so many things. Like a lot of times they found that the secondary, that Spanish flu really, really wasn't the cause of death. I heard in some cases that it was secondary things that really caused it and stuff like that. And those are things they found they didn't know back 160 years ago. Okay? But they find them out things because science is always evolving and changing as science discovers the mysteries 
of health and how we live and how we breathe and how we act. And I think the mystery of it all, and I've told you guys this, is spiritual. And I believe that it, that is the, uh, the mystery is from the creator. The mystery is from God and that God gives science, uh, gives science a look into what it is that we need has the human race to survive. Okay. And I feel like every gift, good and perfect gift is from God. Okay. So why I said, I'm glad people went home and ignored somewhat a little bit the scientists, because I believe that in the mystery of life, in the mystery, in the great mystery, and so many people are going to be angry with me saying this, and uh, it's okay. We can have different uh, different uh, beliefs on it. I'm all right with it, you know? Y'all know I argue my point right, though. <laughs> but um, I think in the great, you know, let last year I had a friend, one of my best friends, she lost her, her grandparents back back. It was not COVID. Okay. It was during the pandemic. Uh, she lost her grandmother first, went in for something that was, uh, you know, um, not COVID related and she ended up passing away. She is, it was not COVID. And then a few months later, her grandfather, you know, it was not COVID. Okay. Uh, but I remember I had a discussion with her the other day and she told me, she said, you know, it was so stressful the last, uh, year for me and I was listening to her she said but she said you know I would have to take them to the store and she said you know they're so independent they're so used to doing things on their own she said you know they would do things like you know go to five stores on one Saturday you know she said I had to cut it down to two because you know she said I got stuff to do and she looked over at me she said but I would do anything to do that again and I just, I, oh, man, she said, I would I would do anything to be, no matter how stressful it is, I'd do anything. I miss that so much. And I was like, wow. You know what I'm saying? So why I'm, you guys are saying, why are you telling us this, Carlotta? I'm so proud of uh, Americans for um, just saying, as humans, we need to connect. As humans, we need to love. What's greater than COVID? What's greater than uh, uh Science is our ability to love each other, our ability to connect, I mean, to connect. And um, there is no greater moment. This year, she won't get to spend the holidays. She can't wait till the pandemic is over. She, her last holiday with her family, her grandparents was last year. You know what I'm saying? And there she was telling me, I wish I could take them to the store. You know? So you don't know when the last time, when your last time is, or when their last time is, or anybody's last time. It can be, you can have years, or you never know. And the beautiful thing is, I, I felt like America was connecting. And I know the news media, and there were plenty of people saying, ah, there people just need to stay home, and people need to, and I just wish people would listen to themselves when they say stuff like that. Would you listen? Listen to the energy that is behind that. Listen to is the energy that 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 you have behind that. When some people just wanted to go home to connect. Some people wanted to go home to love on people. Some people wanted to go home to encourage, to inspire, or whatever the case, okay? So shout out to the many Americans who took the risk and said, you know, I'm going to visit my loved one. I know what science says but I want to be near to the people I love. Shout out to y'all. Because 
that's love. You know what I'm saying? And some people say, that's not love. That's just, you're exposing people and all that stuff. But humans are made to connect. Humans are made to share. And, 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 and hopefully everybody took precautions when they went home and took safety precautions and everything, even though I don't believe there is anything uh, safe. The world is not a safe place, okay? The only thing safety is in God, okay? And I remember praying about it. You know, I was praying because the COVID-19 was going up and stuff like that. And I was like, God, you know, should I go? You know, I, or should I do this or whatever? And I remember God just speaking to me a favorite psalm that I love. One of my favorite songs, I have two favorite. Well, you know, I've got about two or three favorite songs, but my two favorites is Psalms 23. I love Psalms 23. And my next, and the reason why I love it, because people think it's a psalm because they read it at funerals, but it's really a psalm of life. So if you really read it, it's about life, really. But one of my next, my most favorite psalms, and I felt like God was speaking to me, was Psalms 91. I love Psalms 91. It's a, it's a, it's a psalm of protection over you and your family when, you, when the plagues hit and things like that. And so I felt that was a okay to move. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I feel like sometimes you have to go into the spiritual realm, and you can't really be listening to these people out here in the news and these sciences and stuff like that because they don't deal in the spiritual. But sometimes you need to move in the spiritual realm. So shout out to some people didn't, some people did. But I felt like that was – I felt like I saw Americans not uh, uh, looking, not, uh, not listening. Because, you know, here's my thing. I grew up in the church. And y'all know I be cussing everything on here, okay? Oh, Lord, I forget my, my other phone is on here. Y'all got to ignore me. But I grew up in the uh, church, and in the church, you know, they talk a lot about end times and stuff like that. And one of the things in the Bible, it says that in the last days that the love of many would wax cold. Okay, that people would not be loving. People would not, people would be angry. People would be a many, that many people would be without love. Who wants to live in a world that is without love? So a lot of times when I see stuff like COVID-19 and things like that, threaten our very existence of relationship, love, how we interact and interconnect and everything. Sometimes those things, the, the, uh, the response, the uh, the response to something can be worse than the actual thing. Okay, so uh, that's I. So I always tend to remember that because I say, "Wow, what is a world without love where people don't have that?" Man, you know, crazy. Okay, so this is my it's a word, but not only is it my it's a word, but uh, here's another thing. Okay. I want you guys to know if you're going home for Christmas or you're going home for the holidays, sometimes you run into situations where you have relatives who you just like, you know what, I don't want to go home to some people. I'll shout. <laughs> people be talking stuff. People be this and that. <laughs> Y'all know what it be, right? So listen, here's my thing, okay? I want you guys to remember these uh, things, and this is something that I – uh, gathered this holiday season, and sometimes every holiday I go home. So that was one, talking about COVID. That was a little bit my sidebar, but here it is. Home brings perspective on things you were, uh, home brings perspective on the things you're made of. Uh, if you're going back home for the holidays and you're dreading it and you're saying, oh, my God, I'm going back, or 
or you maybe you're very excited about it. But always remember that home uh, tends to bring perspective on what it is that you're made of, what it is that what what you're built up, you know how you were built. Every time I come home, I always go up to my bedroom and I sometimes just sit in a little sit a little while. <laughs> And you know, in my in my my grandparents' basement, it's still my I still have my little tricycle and my little baby pianos down there and stuff like that. And sometimes I just get to go down and I just like, wow, you know, all these little old relics of the past, and you know, and I come back up and the house is very different. It's older, it creaks more, a lot of things and stuff like that. But um, it gives me a perspective on so many years. So many things, you know, you know, uh, so many things that growing up a young lady who uh, was raised by her grandparents or not raised by her parents, um, never lived with my parents, <laughs> but, you know, it, it just, what, it just, it gives me a sense of what it was, you know, that, what that world was like for me and what, and, and what all I've been through and stuff. And it shows me the things I was made of, you know what I'm saying? And how, you know what, you keep going, you know, you got to keep going because, Hey, you made us some tough things, girl. If you can survive this and survive that, you know, you can do it. You know what I'm saying? So that's one thing. Home brings perspective on things you are made of. Uh, and, um, and it gives you unexpected truths as you get older. Uh, something about home and seeing relatives, old friends and stuff like that always um, gives you a sense of you look back to the past and you see how you saw certain things and you see like, wow, did I see that right? I did I think I saw that right? Or you know what I'm saying? And then you come to some unexpected truths about yourself and about the world that you grew up in and about the current world you live in now. You know what I'm saying? So I love that. So I always, I always feel like healing, there is always healing in going back to the place where you started. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes I, be, I believe that deeply there is healing in looking at that. Next thing is, uh, listen, I'm hearing sirens out here, y'all. I'm in the hood, okay? Like, well, it's not really the hood no more, okay? It's in the middle of full flight gentrification. You know, we got, listen, I grew up, when I first went, let me, sidebar, okay. When I grew up in this neighborhood, let me tell y'all this shit, because this is a trip, because when I was, a kid, when I was little, little, it was white people on the block, okay? You know, my grandparents was one of the few black people on the block. And then over the years, by the time 1981, 82, <laughs> the track mob hit, most of the neighborhood was black, you know what I'm saying? And uh, it's been hood for a long time. Now it's come full circle, so I'm back in the neighborhood, and it's so many white people on this block, <laughs> It's white people all over the damn place. <laughs> it's white people all in the hood. <laughs> so it's a trip. When I ride around, I'll be like, where in the world? Where's all the black people? <laughs> it's pretty shocking, okay? But anyway, that was a sidebar, okay? But going home for the holidays, keep this in mind. You're going to meet people who are going to be stuck back in time. And, you know, they're going to be stuck back in time with you. And that's okay. Sometimes allow them, allow the people that you meet to be stuck back in time because you know what it is, and you may have outgrown things or outgrown them, but sometimes you got to meet people where they are. You know what I'm saying? Just meet them where they are. You know, some people have a certain perspective where you just, sometimes you got to hear it. You know what I'm saying? And you can grow from that perspective that people have of you from the past. Some people don't know 
the new person, okay? And it's okay. You know, it's okay. Um, like I said, home can be in the perspective of who you used to be and where you need to go. Trust me, child. It can. You know what I'm saying? It's nothing like, you know, that you that you get home and you get around people who've known you for years and you get around family that's known you for years and stuff like that. But you begin to get a full sense of perspective if you sit around and listen enough to who you are, who you were, and where you need to go. You know? Seriously, I mean, it's, it's, it's real, you know? So that's how I always think about people. I always say, I know a lot of people dread sometimes going home, but I always tell people it's such beautiful healing sometimes and going home. And some people want to forget about home. Listen, some people have had such a horrible time at home, and they, and they want to just forget about it. And, I ain't, and that's okay. It's okay, too. There's healing in that, too. But sometimes, for me, sometimes going back to the pace, place of where you maybe say, had pain or maybe this and that, you know, different things can bring healing too. Okay. Uh, also, remember your remembering your journey. I, I just talked about that a little bit uh, at the beginning of this. It's the word remembering your journey. You know, I remember my journey. You know, from a little girl, little yellow girl, going into kindergarten, and my grandparents. Oh, my grandparents are Darcy, and I'm this bright little yellow girl. And I remember coming in there, and you know, and, and, and you know, and people, and people in school are gonna be like, "That is that your mom? Your daddy might all kind of crazy." Even though, <laughs> even though I didn't mix whatsoever, I don't know. <laughs> but I just remember all the different questions. You know what I'm saying? And just the journey of being somewhat, um, I don't know. You know. I can I understand the journey of an orphan a little bit, you know what I'm saying? I didn't realize I understood that, you know, but I do. Even though I had great grandparents who stepped in for my parents, but I do understand the journey of adoption or being a kid who 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 uh who wasn't raised with their parents. And in the seventies, it you know, that was highly unusual. Now, by the time the 80s comes and the crack era comes, I was no longer an unusual kid. <laughs> but back in the early 70s and stuff like that, that was an unusual thing. So it was, uh, you know, it was very unusual. Probably late 80s, I started hearing more kids, you know, uh, the abandonment issues and grandparents raising children and stuff like that. So it begins to, it helps me, rem- it helps me remember my journey as a kid and really how blessed I was to have uh, grandparents that to step in, you know what I'm saying, the gap, and really uh, took care of me. So I always, I, I kind of honor that journey, and I always think about it because, uh, to me, there's healing in that, you know, because you still need healing. Sometimes, you know, they always say kids, people who wasn't raised by their parents, you know, they have double abandonment issues. So I always try to look for that because my grandmother was really good at uh, uh, speaking to me constantly uh, to, to make me feel good about the, my, the situation I was in, it was never one where I kind of remember too much feeling bad. You know what I'm saying? So that's just because I had great parents. And so remembering your journey, okay? Uh, the next thing is, you know what, when you go home, sometimes you get to meet great new friends and embrace new challenges. Like, I, you know, I got to meet a really great, great new uh, person, Pam, and who helped me, and she introduced me to a new challenge, which is modeling child. It's a challenge. Don't let nobody tell you modeling ain't hard. Child, please, honey. Okay? I was like, wait a minute. I was like, hold on. You want me to learn how to walk? Like, child, ain't nobody walking. 
I thought I was just gonna take the picture. <laughs> but it was it was great to have uh, to learn some new challenges and things. And sometimes you can go back home and find new challenges, new people, and uh, new things to. Uh, Embrace. And the next thing is connecting to old friends. Man, there's nothing like connecting to your old friends. Okay, you know, sometimes my old friends be getting on me. Because when I get in town, I don't be calling nobody. I'm a Scorpio. I be slithering around and sneaking around. <laughs> and then I call my old friends up, but it's nothing like connecting to old friends. And, um, and, and, and just really getting the love from your old friends. Friends, not old. Uh, bums and stuff like that, but I'm talking about real friends, real ass friends, okay? And I got friend girlfriends that I've been knowing since I was in kindergarten, okay? Yes, I do, okay? Me and uh, me and my me and my girlfriends, most of my girlfriends, we've been knowing each other since grade school and junior high. True facts. <laughs> it is what it is. And my newer girlfriends, so I have newer girlfriends that I've been knowing since college. So yeah, you know, and I'm always open for new friends too, you know. Uh, and so you know, yeah, that that is my. It's a word for today. Is about you know, don't be afraid to go home. Don't be afraid because there are always great new things and new challenges. Even if you got to go home with some crazy stuff, you know, recognize the beauty that can come out of going home, and also take use it as a time to reflect and do healing and all kinds of things. Okay, oh Lord, yeah, that's y'all. It's a word. Oh, it's a beautiful full moon out tonight. It's full moon in Gemini. Oh, I like you some Gemini. Gemini's are crazy. I can feel. I feel hyper right now because it's full moon in Gemini. <laughs> but it's full moon. You know, it's full moon in Gemini in the Sagittarius season, baby. <laughs> full moon in Gemini and Sagittarius. You know, that's a hell of a moon. That's a hell of an energy, right? So, uh, yeah, so shout out to the full moon. That's, I, I was on, me and my grandfather tonight went out, and I went to go get me a salad. And so we went to uh, uh, Panera, and I was coming, we were coming home, and it was like big, huge moon. Like, it was so beautiful. I was like, oh, wow, the vibes, the vibes. Full moon is sad season. season. Full moon is Gemini. It's sad season. It's hot. It is really hot. So if you guys get a chance tonight, I know you've been getting to see the moon for the last three days, the full moon, because the full moon's been, I think, visible for three days. But tonight is where you, you where the real full moon shows us, you know, where it's really out tonight. You get a chance to see it. Child is so dope, okay? And full moon in Gemini is Sagittarius season. I'm sure it's going to be some very weird things happening. <laughs> For the good, though, because, you know, I feel like Gemini is, Gemini is a, a sign of facts. You know, Geminis, they, 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 you know, air signs don't like to get in their feelings a lot. You know what I'm saying? It's not that they don't have them. It's that they don't use them to, like, I'm a Scorpio, so I feel all day, but I'm also, my chart is full. I have a, Libra, a stellium in Libra. And in, in, in love, in relationships, especially most of my my. I sell them in Libra, sometimes it falls in the relationship uh, place. So I can be like an air sign in love in terms of, you know, that I, I look at, you know, I don't look just at emotional. I'm looking at other stuff, you know, uh, I, my thoughts can block me, and I'm a Virgo moon. <laughs> so so I can be very uh, non-emotional, too. So, you know, it's not, it's not that air signs are non-emotional and they don't feel their emotions. They just think there's more important things than emotions. 
You know, you get, y'all get that? And so, so when you have this full moon in Gemini tonight, so I've been saying that the full moon in Gemini, I read this wonderful article, too, about uh, full moon in Gemini, Gemini too, this, to, today, and I can't remember who the article was from, but uh, they were talking about how how this full moon will give us a sense of of looking at facts, but Sagittarius, the sign of Sagittarius is all about, you know, Sagittarius is a deeply spiritual, all about the spiritual realm. So you have facts meets the spirit realm, right? And so you have to look at everything in the grand scheme of things. You got to look at the facts, but you also got to look at the grand scheme of things, which is very Sagittarian, okay? Because we are in Sagittarian season, so we have to respect the Sagittarius, okay? But uh, it, it, it is uh, a beautiful, and it's kind of like what I, a little bit what I was talking about, what I was talking about that uh, we can respect the facts of COVID-19, but it was a very spiritual thing to me for Americans to continue to go home uh, and, and socialize, socialize. Because it's, Gemini's are all about socializing, and Sag is a little bit too. So, a uh, very interesting perspective that we have. And you know what? Trust as people say, you know, Carlotta, you know, are you just into the stars and everything? No, you know what? I think the stars. I think God is a God of order. And so, my thing is, I believe God made everything in order, including the stars. And even the stars speak to our existence. You know what I'm saying? That God knows us such to the T that he wants us born under a certain time, at a certain day, at a certain thing, you know. And so I believe the astrology speaks to who we are as humans, who God uh, put us or why he chose the time that we were born and what that would mean for our future. So to me, astrology is a study of that, a little bit, a study of who we are, a little bit uh, uh uh, it's a you know a little bit of a, deep, a deeper perspective of that you know so that's what I'll say on that note so uh, that's what I'll say about the full moon tonight you guys so if you get a chance get out here and enjoy it okay it's really dope looking uh, and the full moon Gemini okay you guys when we get back when I get back you know we gotta take a break but when I come back we gotta talk about these clowns they back in session. What am I talking about? You know when I'm calling somebody clowns, it's, well, who is it? It's the it's, it's Congress. It's just, it's just the House and the Senate. They're going to be, they're trying to get a stimulus package passed. Hopefully the clowns will come up with something. We'll see. You know, we, you know, you know what they do. They, they like the vacation when it's, when it's not convenient and when other Americans are out here hungry and starving, they want to argue back and forth and stuff like that. Yeah, whatever. Okay, so hopefully we'll talk about the the clowns. We'll also talk about Supreme Court ruling comes through on churches. Uh, we'll talk about Joe Biden. Okay, Joe Biden. Joe, uh, after black folks allegedly won old Joe the election, he makes immigration his top priority. I told y'all y'all was getting ready to get played out in the street. Okay, <laughs> and Cardi B apologizes for having a big old big old party at her house. On Thanksgiving, okay? Now, I'm going to talk about why y'all should stay out of Cardi B's damn business when I get back on the show, okay? Meanwhile, <laughs> we going to get ready to start the show off with some good music. Y'all know how I do. I don't know what to play. Y'all know I never do. Oh, yeah, it's music Christmas. So let's start off with some Christmas music. I'll be back in a moment, y'all, okay? Have yourself. 
faithful friends that are dear to us. Gather near to us once more. Through the years we all will be together. If the fates allow
hollering old school. I can't go for that. We'll be the old school. And before that, Luther, my fave. Have yourself a very little. Have yourself a very merry Christmas. It is the CC show. I am Carlotta, and I am back tonight, y'all. It's Monday night. We doing hot topics on a Monday night, child. Oh, yes, we are. Cause I didn't have one for y'all. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on, y'all. Uh-uh, I'm having some technical difficulties. Y'all know I just. Oh my goodness, what did I just do here? Okay, I may have to go on a break again because I just I think I did some scandal. My phone here. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> this is crazy. Y'all know how I be doing on here. I be it be I be having some jack up stuff going on. Okay, I just didn't realize something I just did. Oh my goodness. Okay, you guys, we gonna have an unprecedented break real quick. Okay, it's crazy. I don't know. I, I'm having a little crazy night. Okay, something just happened and I'm like, what? <laughs> Okay, so we're going to go back on break for just a moment, and I'll be back. Okay, so what y'all going to listen to real quick while we on break? Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. Let's see, it's the Falling in Love, MJ and uh, Patty Austin, okay? It's the CC Show. I'll be back in a moment, y'all. Bye. 
album. I love that damn song. It's the Falling in Love. MJ. Hey, Patty Austin. Okay, I had a little bit of a technical difficulty, y'all, with my phone. I won't believe what just happened, okay? Listen, I got it taken care of. <laughs> a mess, okay? Let's just say a mess, okay? But it's all good now. It's the CC Show. I am back. That was MJ with Patty Austin. It's the Falling in Love. I love the word. You know what? I'm a lyrics person. I love the word to that song. I really do. It's one of my favorite songs off the off the wall off the wall album, and it's just it's just like you listen to the words. It's so dope because it's about that you know that feeling of falling in love when you're in love with being in love. People who are love junkies, you know, like you know, it's it's it's, it's like it goes through. It's a great lyric a song. It has great song lyrics and like goes through every stage of being in love. You know. You know, not like anyone I ever knew, but that doesn't mean that, um, you can't so I find myself attracted to you. I got to sing, remember the words. I'm trying not to go too far because no matter how it, or it, how it starts, it, it, how it starts, it ends the same. Someone's always doing someone wrong, trading in the uh, passion for that taste of pain. It's only going to happen again. Oh, I love that damn song. I love lyrics. I'm telling you, that's the jam, MJ. Michael Jackson, it's the falling in love. Okay, next Saturday. Forgiveness After Pain is the name of my friend Sheila's book. Sheila, please forgive me. I'm always forgetting the name. The week Sheila Shelby will be on the show. I'm bad at remembering, okay? But this is such a good book. Forgiveness After Pain, you want to hear her story this Saturday. She's going to be on with me, and we're going to talk about her story. There is, I believe, and you listen to the story, there's going to be some healing in it for somebody out there. And, you know, Sheila is going to probably talk to touch on her story. It's a very powerful story about somebody who went through, you know, had her childhood was a little tumultuous and grew up and started having a little bit of a life that was a tumultuous. And she talks about how she gets through um, that, through that, those trials and tribulation so beautiful a book i'm reading it now forgiveness after pain so you guys really want to tune in saturday to hear me talk with miss sheila shelby okay all right you guys child let's get to the news and hot topics out here in these streets okay so congress the clowns is getting back getting ready to come back in session congress is briefly reconvening under pressure from trump and biden to pass a COVID 19 stimulus bill after a month of gridlock okay um monday is a new start of, and this is according to business insider it says monday is the start of a session for congress which you could pass a new coronavirus stimulus bill yes send out the check okay both president donald trump and president elect joe biden have said they want congress to cut a deal Democrats and Republicans have for months fought over details of funding packages of $500 billion to more than $2 trillion. Now, remember, let's stop right here. Because remember I said the Democrats gave something totally ridiculous to the Republicans. They knew that the Republicans was not going to pick something so ridiculous for a stimulus package. And the reason they did that, they knew they weren't going to do it. And they did it because it was a political season, okay? So I want you to understand the kind of bullshit that goes on up there at, in, in, in uh, D.C., okay? You know what I'm saying? It's on both sides. But specifically, I point out the punk-ass Democrats, okay? 
Democrats have championed a comprehensive package of unemployment relief, while the GOP has favored a smaller bill tightly focused on helping businesses, okay? Another open question is whether to send another round of $1,200 checks. Congress has little time to settle its differences in a government shutdown looms, okay? Uh, I'm scared for the United States. I, you know, the truth is, I and I, the more I see Biden and Kamala Harris, the more they look scarier and scarier. They look like they, it's, it's very scary to see uh, 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 Joe Biden standing up there and those people standing behind them looking like the X-Men or whatever. <laughs> they look like the men in black and they looking like completely like they don't know what they're doing. Oh my God, I am frightened. Okay. And I often say, what have you done, America? I don't really believe you did it. I believe it was, I told y'all what I believe about the election. You can be mad at me and hate on me all you want to, but I, I, I believe it. I'm with Trump. I believe the election was wrong. Okay. Uh, so it, it is uh, uh, very interesting that, you know, we'll see what lawmakers that they say are returning to D.C. for a short session due to end before Christmas. They also have to use the time to pass legislation to avert a government shutdown on December the 11th. Republicans and Democrats have for months been deadlocked over a new coronavirus relief bill, despite pressure from President Donald Trump and President-elect Joe Biden to cut his bill. The CARES Act in March authorized $2 trillion, $2 trillion in spending, but crucial parts of it expired in July. The parties have since been at a loggerhead, unable to bridge deep divides on how much spending to authorize and where to send it. Democrats have proposed a $2.2 trillion relief plan with a revival of a $100 a week unemployment benefit from the CARES Act, a second round of $1,200 direct payments for Americans, aid for small businesses, and funding for state and local government. Republicans have proposed a smaller relief package, arguing that the economy is better than expected. In September, they unveiled a $600 billion package that includes small business relief and public health funding. Senate Republicans did not include did not include another round of $1,200 checks in their latest relief bill in October per CNBC. Though the parties had signaled an agreement on sending more checks. Okay, y'all definitely need to send more checks to people. That's that's for real. Because people is out here. You see these fucking food lines, Republicans. But y'all dumbass. Sometimes y'all get too caught up in business. But you see these fucking food lines out here, you will know that it's some serious shit going on and people need the money, that check. Y'all should be uh, giving people $2,000. More than that, I'd say $5,000. i am with the Democrats. I'm going to say something crazy. You know, uh, the least you can do. I ain't going to do it. Send it right back. You know, how that's going to do is help the economy. Yeah. They're going to give it to Mark Bates. What's his name? Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos is going to be rich as hell. Jeff should be giving out stimulus taxes. Yeah. <laughs> but the people stop at Amazon. <laughs> but this is a very interesting article for in Business Insider. Where you can read more about uh, the, the, the clowns, I mean, the Congress coming back into session uh, um, on that and read that article in its entirety on Business Insider, okay? A very interesting court case, Supreme Court, okay, uh, Let's see this. Temporarily bars New York from setting church attendance limits. Now, I saw this funny story, and I got to, let me see if I can look it up, y'all. Shit was hilarious. Hold on, let me that. Church. I'm talking about church and shit. It is. It happens. Church. <laughs> church. Uh, okay, this is a messy show. Turns 
into Okay, let's see if we can find it. I got to tell you all this funny story. Uh, okay, now it was a funny story that my friend sent me, my good friend, my good girlfriend from college, Miss Tiffany, sent me about a pastor turns church into a strip club to avoid avert lockdown orders. Okay, so we'll, we'll, we'll come back to that article, okay? But meanwhile, it said, uh, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. It says Supreme Court temporary, temporarily bars New York from settling, setting church attendance limits, okay? Uh, the Supreme Court late Wednesday temporary, this is according to NewYorkPost.com, uh, temporarily blocked Governor Andrew Cuomo. You know, Andrew been out there tripping in these streets. Uh, from he was wanting people to count people in your house and stuff. The police to run up in your house and start to you know to count to see how many people come to your dinner. <laughs> Allegedly, <laughs> from uh, from setting capacity limits at houses of worship in certain state designated coronavirus hotspots. In a five to four decision, the nation's highest court sided with the Roman Catholic Diocese of Brooklyn and Orthodox Jewish synagogues that sued the governor over the state-imposed caps in areas declared red and orange zones. Even in a pandemic, the Constitution cannot be put away and forgotten, the unsigned opinion said. The restrictions at issue here. But by effectively barring many uh, from uh, uh, from attending religious services, strikes at the very heart of the First Amendment guarantee of religious liberty. Shout out to the Supreme Court. I'm clapping my hands because the Supreme Court gets it. Okay, yes, the restrictions. Uh, uh, it says the ruling has little impact at this time since the groups that sued not uh, sued are not currently subject. Uh, to the attendance limit since they are uh, are in the less restrictive yellow zone. The House of Worship argued that restrictions imposed by Cuomo October the 6th violated the religious freedoms under the First Amendment. They also felt they were unfairly facing stricter limitations than essential businesses. Newly confirmed Justice Amy Cuomo Barrett cast a deciding assenting vote in favor of religious groups. Chief Justice John Roberts joins the, the three-level justice in dissenting. It is, um, it's a significant matter to override uh, determinations made by public health uh, uh, officials concerning what is necessary for public safety in the midst of the daily pandemic, Roberts. So, okay, you know, John, okay, listen. John is a little tricky. But here's what the thing is. Let me just say this, okay? Um you have to protect your first. This is what the great thing about America is, because, uh, you know, we even though we don't always, um, uh, we don't always, you know, we don't always have all the answers, okay? We just don't. We don't have all the answers to the pandemic. We really don't know if masks is working. I know what CDC says.
right, y'all. We, <laughs> this is a crazy show tonight. Shit, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Technical difficulties. Somebody ain't like what I was saying and cut me out my ass off. What I was saying before I got so rudely interrupted <laughs> was that, uh, you know, listen, um, I feel, I feel like the CDC and, 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 and everything really does not have the answers right now. I think they're not sure. I mean, because 33 states, like I keep saying, have mandates right now on mask wing. There's not one place you can go. And some of these places have had strong mandates, like New York City, and the cases are rising in those cities. So I feel like the scientists don't want to admit that they could be wrong. And there may be, there may not be an answer for what we're experiencing. There might not be a scientific answer that they can come up with right away. You know what I'm saying? So uh, uh, some things I think are, are given to the public to help comfort them and to help comfort others. But the truth of the matter is I, I really just don't think they really have the answers all about how coronavirus is spread. That's one thing I've learned in the last several months and watching them and reading different articles. I, uh, uh, I just really, just really don't know. And then now that they say you got the vaccine, remember they kept saying the end game was the vaccine. Well, now you got Fati out here suddenly saying, well, after you get the vaccine, you might want to wear your mask a little bit longer. You know what I'm saying? It's why issues don't make sense. So, uh, you know, it is what it is, okay? I just feel like uh, 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 that uh, you cannot interfere with people's worship. The church is needed at those at, at, at certain times. And if people want to go to church and risk their lives or whatever they want to do in, in order to worship their God or worship in their religious faith, they have a right to do that. That's why in America we have separation of church and state, unless it's harm, you know, it's something where people have a right to go to church. You know what I'm saying? Pastor turns strip church into strip club to avert lockdown order, okay? This is from WND.com. It says, for a brief moment, a California pastor turned his church into a strip club so it could be deemed as an essential business and remain open amidst the state's discriminatory COVID-19 lockdown. Pastor Rob McCarty of Godspeed Calvary Chapel in Ventura County reported the blog uh, reported the blog Red State noted that the strip club owners in the state have challenged the shutdown in court on First Amendment right grounds, winning a temporary order November 12th to form a, uh, from a superior court judge that allowed them to open. Uh, based on the ruling, McCall decided to take a chance, the report said, crediting former Arkansas Governor Mike Huckabee with the idea. He played a clip from Fox News show Hannity in which Huckabee explained the church could announce that their pastor will remove his tie during the sermon. And since he was taken off an article of clothing, that would make a church a temporary strip club. <laughs> and therefore, it would be legal for the parishioners to attend service. Love it, pastor. <laughs> Oh, my goodness, hilarious, hilarious, okay? Uh, McCoy took to office, took uh, office high and threw it into the audience. After a few good laughs, McCoy's message focused on increased persecution churches faced during the pandemic shutdowns and the tyrannical rule being embraced by so many on both sides of the aisle, the report said. Some churches have continued to meet in defiance of order, Red State reported. You know, and most churches went along. Let me say this. Most churches at first went along 
with the artists to shut down for a couple of months, which everything was shut. Remember, everything was mostly shut down in certain states for about two months when the pandemic started. You couldn't even go to a shopping mall. You couldn't go get your nails done. You couldn't get your hair cut. The only fucking thing you could do was go to the grocery store, okay? So they said, hey, that's going to do it. Now they said, well, it's because you guys weren't wearing a mask. You weren't mandated to wear a mask. Well, we was hardly on the street, though. Okay? So they don't know what they're talking about, in my opinion, okay? So it's, it's something else going on. It's just my opinion. It's something else is going on, and maybe it, it, it's probably something that we won't understand but for years later, okay? And churches, you know, if you are a Christian, okay, and not just churches, but you got Muslims, mosques, and stuff like that, different religious groups and stuff who are also defending their right to worship. But I can talk about the church. And the Bible tells them, the church, that in the last days, you are supposed to uh, do not forsaken the assembling of yourselves together as you see the day approaching. Don't say if it's a pandemic, don't assemble together. It says, hey, you assemble yourselves together. So it is very important for church people that when they think they're living in the last days, and most people think it's the end time in the church, a lot of people do, that they have to assemble themselves together. And they come, it's part of their religious belief. It's part of their religious lure that they have to come together and to worship and to uh, 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 as more has bad times come on the earth. Uh, the church, as I said, is a preservation tool of the earth. So a lot of people, spiritual people, I believe, preserve the earth. So, uh, you know, you need people praying. You don't need nobody. Uh, 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 and the church, is, and the church, you know, a lot of people say, well, there's been pastors that have died, you know, who could have had church. Uh, and, you know, the media thought they were real cute for putting that out there. But there were, there's been people who died who didn't, didn't, who didn't go to church and who did all the right things and still got COVID. Uh, and they don't report those stories. But here's the thing. Uh, that's, the church risked their lives for the gospel. That's their belief. That's their, that's, okay, you know what I'm saying? So uh, 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 I'm not surprised that this pastor did something so creative, <laughs> creative has, and in California, some of the stuff is ridiculous, uh, has to, you know, to say, hey, people need to worship at this time, especially when they're going through a hard time like the pandemic, the churches need to be open, okay? We need to be open. We need to be able to pray and stuff like that. My personal opinion is some people don't like that frequency out there. There's some demonic entities, in my opinion, uh, aren't working on spiritual realms and don't want the frequency of the church out there. So the church needs it. Anytime I start seeing church set downs, I'm like, uh-uh, uh-uh, that's when the church needs to be open, okay? So very interesting, all right? Um a mysterious object is hurling towards Earth. And guess what? Scientists don't know what it is. Uh-oh. <laughs> no, that's not good. Not good at all. It says a mysterious object will fly past the Earth tomorrow. Is it tomorrow? What? Hold on, let me see what day you put this on. What does it say? Oh, dang, it is tomorrow. A mysterious object will fly past the Earth. It's 2020. Child, let me have to pray tonight, Okay. A mysterious object will fly past the Earth tomorrow, and scientists still aren't quite sure what it is. The object dubbed 2020 
so by astronomers will come within just 31,605 miles of our planet at 3.50 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on December 1st, according to NASA's Center for, uh, for Near-Earth Objects uh, Study. This is an extremely close, but safe approach with the object passing at a distance equivalent to about 13% of the average distance between our planet and the moon, astronomer uh, Jelunka Massey from Virtual Telescope Project told Newsweek. The object, which is estimated to measure between 15 and 33 feet across, was discovered by the Pan-Star Survey based on Maui based in Maui, Hawaii on September 17, 2020. This file was confirmed two days later by the Minor Planet Senate, which is responsible for designation of minor bodies in the solar system. Initial observations suggested that the object was an asteroid, but scientists at the CNEOS soon began to suspect 2020 SO was not a normal asteroid. We are not sure it is an asteroid that it is a natural body, Masi wrote on Virtual Telescope Project website. So uh, Director Paul Chada subsequently suggested that 2020 SO may not be an asteroid at all. Tentatively identifying it has a central rock booster from NASA's failed surveyor to lunar mission, which launched in September of 1966. Damn. <laughs> he came to this conclusion after turning back the clock and running the object's orbit back towards using, backwards using a computer model to work out its past trajectory through space. Chada found that the object had already passed relatively close to Earth several times over the past decades, including one moment that indicated it could have actually launched from Earth, according to NASA. One of the possible paths for 2020 SO brought the object very close to Earth in the moon in late 1966, Chada said the statement, it was like a eureka moment when a quick check of launch dates for lunar missions showed a match with the Surveyor 2 mission, okay? The object's low relative velocity and our orbital plane has also supported the argument that the object was potential, potentially not of natural origin. 2020 SO was captured by Earth's gravity on November 8th, and calculations show it will remain in orbit around our planet as a temporary satellite until March 2021 before it escapes back into a new orbit around the sun. Very interesting. I don't know what the hell is coming towards uh, the Earth tomorrow, but y'all be in prayer because this is here. It is 2020, and some strange stuff has been happening, okay? Very, very strange stuff. So ain't no telling. Get ready to, <laughs> Let's get ready to fly past. Y'all might see it is Gemini. It's a full moon in Gemini tonight. <laughs> oh, Lord. Bro, seriously. <laughs> All kind of crazy stuff can happen, okay? Uh, let's see. Joe Biden selling black folks down the river already. Even though black people are so, or they say, are responsible, which I still don't believe the whole story. For Joe Biden getting into office, okay. Joe Biden says that his first executive action is going to be immigration. Not black people. Not helping black folks. Who are, whose wealth gap has gotten bigger in the past 15 years. It keeps growing. 
black folks who are at the bottom of the bottom, then the, the Democrats keep telling them they got to vote, they got to vote, but they still keep falling to the bottom of the bottom. Democrats who tell black folks, whose who's emperor yesterday, black folks emperor, Barack Obama, came out yesterday trying to explain to himself for why he didn't do much for black people. He was tired ass. He just made me realize, really, and I'm going to talk about that a little later on the show because Barack is tired as hell. If I don't get to talk about it today, I will definitely talk about it Saturday about his tired ass. Okay? Y'all emperor out in the street. Okay? But it says, let's, 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 uh, let's talk about Joe Biden, what old Joe plan on doing right here. Okay? Uh, we got the thing up. Maybe we got it up. Can we get it? I don't know if we got it up. We just had a summer of really serious racial unrest. And she is the person who can. Okay, maybe we can't get that one up. Okay, let me explain. Let me read to y'all. It says President elect Joe Biden, this is from TheHill.com. President elect Joe Biden said Tuesday that he plans to use his first 100 days in office to take action on, immig- on an immigration bill, roll back President Trump's executive orders on the environment, and send assistance to state and local governments. Biden previewed his agenda in an interview with NBC News Lester Holt, his first televised interview since he was projected the winner of the presidential election. Some of it is going to depend on the kind of cooperation I can or cannot get from the United States Congress, Biden said, of his priorities the first 100 days. I made a commitment in the first 100 days. I will send an immigration bill to the United States Senate with a pathway to citizenship for over... 11 million undocumented people in America, Biden continued. Such an immigration reform measure appears unlikely to pass the Senate if it remains under Republican control, which they're trying to cheat now in Georgia by having another runoff election to try to snatch the Senate from the Republicans. I mean, you know, hey, listen, Democrats, y'all got to get tried. The, the, the Republicans, Lord knows the Republicans have been bullying y'all and cheating on y'all for the longest, and y'all tried a little something. Y'all just got busted at it. Y'all just not as good as them at it. But it's interesting. Anyway, it says uh, such an immigration reform measure appears unlikely to pass the Senate if it remains under Republican control. The two Senate runoffs in Georgia is taking place in January with the side the control of the Senate. Okay? Isn't that interesting? Now, let's stop here. Georgia, that has been strongly read. You can't make me believe that many people in Atlanta. No, I don't believe you. Uh, uh, that that's what what happened. Okay, Georgia, who has been strongly read, suddenly overnight uh, becomes uh, it becomes blue, and now they 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 have a chance of the Senate race. And, and you know, this year there was a lot of focus on Georgia. There's a couple of things that are in Georgia. Atlanta, Georgia, CNN, Keisha Lance Bottoms, Stacey Abrams, very heavily focused on these particular Democrats down in that area. And and, and Georgia is such an interesting uh, place. And where uh, a lot of those votes that so-called put Biden over the top, comes from the area where would it be where Keisha Lance's bottom was mayor and stuff like that. Now they like to say Stacey Abrams gave them a thing. I don't believe that bullshit whatsoever. I believe that there is a lot of I do believe there was I, I believe they should have an audit in Georgia. 
I really do believe that because I do not believe Georgia is a blue state. I just don't believe it. Uh, is it was it on its way to be in a blue state like uh, like Dallas will be maybe one day, maybe, but not not now. I would say it had many years to go. So very interesting to watch that race. I do believe they need to have an audit. And what I mean, and, and what I mean about an audit is checking ballot signatures, making sure dead people haven't voted. Even if you have a hundred dead people that vote, and you say, "Well, we only count a hundred. They don't need to count all the rest of them." Yes, you do. There is. Listen, if I know I didn't lose, I'd want every vote counted. I say, "Hey, I'm gonna prove this man is lying. I'm gonna prove President Trump is lying, and I won this race." Allow these votes to be counted and show with Democrats and Republicans in the building, with President Trump's people in the building and Biden's people in the building, to everybody to watch the votes in a, from a decent place and everybody to see audits happening and see what really happened, specifically in Georgia, Pennsylvania. Notice it was all swing states that had the problem. And all the swing states noticed that all these votes came from the inner cities. You know, making blackface the face of the cheating, okay? Uh, I don't like that shit whatsoever. The Democrats think they speak, but I, I really believe the Democrats pulled off a, a fast one. But uh, it said, uh, Biden also said he, he plans to roll back what he describes as damages and executive orders signed by Trump that have adversely impacted the climate. Biden said that the Environmental Protection Agency had been evacuated under the current president. I said he would make sure that state and local governments impacted by the coronavirus pandemic receive immediate assistance, though he did not elaborate on how he would do so. Congress has been unable to agree to deal on the next round of coronavirus stimulus in months of talks with Trump White House. Okay, listen, uh, he mentioned nothing about black people. Black people, we keep, I keep, there are people that keep yelling from the rooftops to black people. That you gotta stop it. You gotta let the Democrats get a swift kick in the ass because they think that they don't have to give you anything. And you are, and Barack Obama literally said that the other day in an interview with the Breakfast Club. Like, you know, we can't give you anything special, even though you have, you're the only group of people whose ancestors gave four hundred years of free labor not to add and then we're going to add on discrimination jim crow law institutionalized racism how dare you say you don't owe us a damn thing who the hell does Barack obama with his crazy ass think he is oh he's the worst oh god listen They owe us, and we have to start uh, making sure that th- that this country pays its debt to the citizens who built it up. The country would not be great had it not been for that free labor. Okay. Uh, her, uh, so, okay, we talked about the Supreme Court. Cardi B this week. Let's talk about it. Cardi B had a big Thanksgiving celebration, and y'all out in these streets mad. Y'all, we got big mad about Cardi B. Cardi B apologizes after receiving backlash over a 37-person Thanksgiving uh, celebration, okay? And people were really hot. People were really talking about, you know, saying little stuff to her, everything. Hold on, let's see. 
But it says, uh, let's see, let me get rid of that. Uh, it says, Cardi B, this is according to uh, E! News. It says, Cardi B is responding to backlash over her large Thanksgiving gather- gathering. Over the weekend, the Grammy winner received a lot of critics after hosting uh, uh, after hosting a 37-person family celebration. As many may know, the CDC advised against big holiday gatherings this year due to the ongoing coronavirus pandemic, which is why Cardi uh, get together, raise eyebrows. Twelve kids and twenty-five adults over the holiday. She tweeted on November twenty-ninth. It was lit. Okay. Uh, after receiving heat for the gathering, the WAP artist returned to Twitter to apologize. Sorry, my bad. Wasn't trying to make anybody feel bad. She said, "I just had my family in my home for the first time, and it felt so good, and it uplifted me." I spent so much money getting everyone tested, but it felt worth it, Cardi noted. I wasn't trying to offend no one. First off, Cardi B has money. Let's get something straight, Americans. Money, can I tell you something? Money answers all things, okay? Having money, every shit ain't going to always be fair. You don't always have to have and have not. That's just the way of the world. It's the way the world goes, okay? Cardi B has, has was able to get her whole family tested. So she was able to have a big group of people, even though the tests don't really mean shit, because the tests come and used to be positive one day and the next day be negative. These, them tests don't mean a damn thing. They're they just throwing numbers out there. To be honest, you can't even trust the numbers because the tests have been off. And, and don't y'all write me with no bull crap talking about the tests that have been out. I've got plenty of articles from the AP talking about how off the tests have been since April. Shut the hell up. Even one batch had coronavirus in it. Yes. Look it up. First of all, Cardi just shouldn't have to answer a damn thing. It's her house. Okay? And if Cardi B wants to have 25 people plus 12 over to her damn house, her and her relatives want to be over there hanging out out together and maybe possibly spreading COVID, it has nothing to do with your house. Was they at your house? Was they at your house? No, they was not at your house. And I'm really getting scared of y'all. And I need to take a sip of water before I cut y'all out. I'm really getting scared of y'all with this Orwellian bullshit y'all doing. Watching neighbors, counting people as they go in the house. Oh, Lord, they got 15 people over here. You ain't so bad at that. That is Orwellian. You know, here's the thing. A lot of black people, some of y'all see on these social media platforms doing this, when y'all, half of y'all mofos be up in the crack era where there was drug dealers and all kind of shootings and shit happening in your neighborhoods and you didn't dare snitch, more dangerous stuff happening in your neighborhood, drive-by shootings and everything. So please come. I don't know where I'm. I have no idea, sir. I just see nothing. Knowing you saw the whole damn thing, okay? Coronavirus here, suddenly you snitches. Unbelievable. Unbelievable shit. <laughs> I don't like where we're heading towards in society. I'm going to tell you the truth, okay? Cardi B got the right to do what she wants to do. It's her house. Plus, Cardi B got money for these 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 bogus tests. Some of them is bogus, some of them ain't. Maybe she got the good tests. I don't know, okay? But what I'm saying is get out, mind your business. Mind your business like you've been doing all these years in the hood, half of y'all, okay? Mind your business. You know, it's crazy, okay? Leave it alone. She had people testing. 
Okay, she said, and it doesn't matter even if she didn't. Is it your business that she didn't? The only mistake she made was coming on social media and telling y'all asses about it, okay? Mistake her ass made. So the curly out and she's spreading this, spreading the disease, just spreading. You don't know who you come in contact with every day. And some of the biggest people I know talking about, uh, they spread it, they spread it. We'll sleep with somebody without a condom. That's just a fact. Give a shit about HIV running around here and syphilis and super gonorrhea and all these things. Y'all give a shit about that. And some of these places like D.C. and stuff and Atlanta, HIV through the roof. But y'all still running around, sleeping with people without condoms and everything. A pandemic of HIV. Y'all didn't give a shit. Get coronavirus comes. Oh, they got married. They married. So they get together. It's 15 people in the house. No. Shut up. Okay. Shut up. That's all I can say. <laughs> Cardi, you know what? You ain't got to apologize for a damn thing. It's your house. It's your business. It's your people's business. And, you know, COVID happened for y'all. It's unfortunate. But, hey, you know, I hope you, you, you said you did everything to make sure that you could have a get-together. She had tests. How many of y'all asses had tests? For some of y'all people that come in the door, some of y'all did not. Okay, and some of y'all had big-ass gatherings, okay, of more than five or six. So y'all better shut the hell up, okay? <laughs> oh, Lord, a mess, child. We got to go on break. Because I got to, can I come back? I got to talk about Beyonce out in the streets. I, I, I want to have, I, I keep saying I'm going to have a good week. See, I keep saying I'm going to do this countdown of Beyonce and the Kardashians about the good things about them. I can't have them because I keep getting mad at them people. Beyonce getting, gets nominated for nine Grammy Awards, and I'm going, what's the fuck for? <laughs> the gift? <laughs> I mean, the, what is it, Blackest King? <laughs> Where did she get nominated? Ivy Park? <laughs> what is Beyonce nominated for? Surely y'all not nominated her for that that terrible song she remake she did by Frankie Beverly and May. What is Beyonce being nominated out in these streets for? Proof that the Grammy Awards have just are just just full it's full of ish. And I want to say that Beyonce becoming the most nominated person besides Frank Sinatra is just the ultimate amount of bullshit. I mean, she's got nominated more than Aretha Franklin. Uh, she's got nominated more than Whitney Houston. She got nominated more than Mariah Carey, Beyonce's ass. Now, was part of it because Matthew used to sit on that Grammy board. So half of them nominations probably come through kind of suspicious. We got to talk about this because I was just talking. This is the things that make people dislike Beyonce. Okay. It's the forcing of her, the for, the forcing of her energy on something you know. It's like when you know, when you look back and you say, "Now, Whitney Houston has not been nominated." That means something. Now, I understand that Beyonce is in a. It, first of all, let me just say this, okay? Because of her generation, and it ain't saying much, but it's still saying a lot. Beyonce is the hardest worker of her generation. But then you look at her peers, and you say. Okay. Now, when we talk about Whitney Houston 
and we talk about people like Michael Jackson and things like that. Well, you look at their peers, and you see why it was it was a different time for the Grammys. Huh? It was a different time for the Grammys. It was much more tougher to get a Grammy award. I mean, it really was. I mean, it was really a lot of great music. If you're giving Beyonce uh, the most nominated, listen, music really hasn't been shit, or at least the people you're looking at hasn't been shit, because Beyonce has some of the, like, one of the most questionable catalogs, I would say, in, of all time. One of the most hyped artists of all time. Yes, I said it. Overhyped. Very beautiful. Great performer. Music is. But she's really sweet and like to people. And that's why people people genuinely like Beyonce in that business. And it has helped her to reach heights. But to be on and Matthew has done some probably some early on and some, some slithering and some sliding allegedly in these streets, but you know, I digress. Listen, who has it? It's the music business. But for Beyonce to be the most nominated, it's just this is the this souls of the mind. I keep telling people she's a Michael Jackson without the snore. It's kind of a fake Michael Jackson. <laughs> oh, I make a, I'm gonna make the beehive bad tonight. And you know what? I get such enjoyment from it. I don't know what I just enjoy it. <sighs> So when we come back, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about Pennsylvania Supreme Court to hear Bill Cosby's case. Bill Cosby might have a chance to get out of jail off of them bogus-ass charges y'all put Bill Cosby in jail for, okay? Let's talk about that. And we're going to talk about sex bots. Sex bots are almost here. Yes, you guys can have intimate relationships soon to come with robots. Oh, this is going to make the world such a loving place. And Holly Berry, yes, Lord, Holly Berry had to check Miss Lisa Ray, okay, for saying her cootie cat wasn't all that. <laughs> what is going on in the world? So we we got a lot to talk about. We got a lot to talk about when I get back. Meanwhile, I know I've been born bored y'all with music. Y'all probably like, I should call. You should just call me to the celebrity. I can't. I got a ton on the table. So. What we're going to do is listen to a little bit of music, and we will be back in a moment. Let's see. What are we going to get into? Let's hear. Uh, I thought I had the person. You know, because I feel really cute today. <laughs> Let's hear Carrie Hilson, Pretty Girl Rock, okay? I feel like it's my theme song. Yes, I love it. Carrie and Kanye, Pretty Girl Rock. It's the CC show. Y'all listening to Carlotta. It's a Monday night. We do a Monday night hot topics. I will be back in a moment. Yeah, Yeezy, Carrie, I'm gonna need y'all to put your hands up right now. My name is Carrie. I'm so very fly. Oh my, it's a little bit scary. Boys wanna marry. Happy to repeat it. My name is Carrie. I'm so very 
day Cause when we cut, I'm razor blader I'm so laser, I'm so major I'm so flavor, I'm so flavor Baby, I should have a crotch on Why you get your, you get your pretty girl rock on For all my girls from Atlanta out to Stockholm And they looking like, what the hell you got homes? What you mean, baby girl? I got homes Different cribs, new whips and I'm feeling fly, fly like a G6 fly. My swag hit on ladies unknowingly. Pleased to meet you. It's a pleasure knowing me. Back when I was poor, I used to pull on with my poetry. Take that yes and no for me. I guarantee she go with me. But the only thing I need to know right now is what a pretty girl like you doing in this part of town. With a city girl swag and a country girl sound. I mean, you demoralize me with your style. Joe Biden and everybody else. Okay, so let's let's talk about Bill Cosby. Okay, Bill Cosby is this week. They're going to hear uh, Pennsylvania Supreme Court to hear Bill Cosby's sex crimes appeal. Okay, uh, this is according to. Um, let's see, do you have it up? This is according to uh, CNBC.com. So hopefully, I have this up. This this report up, so you guys can. Here, but it said it took two uh, two trials and testimony from uh, five other women to convict Bill Cosby for his sex crimes. The Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania Supreme Court will now hear Cosby's sex crime uh, case. So let's take a listen to this report from uh, CNBC. Okay, guys, so I'll try to get it up here. Go back here.
All right, here we go. Hopefully I got it here. Okay, so you guys know how I feel about the Cosby case, okay? If you have not been listening, have you? if you guys have been listening to this show for any amount of time, new listeners, you may not know, I'm, I have said that Bill Cosby was taken down by the Me Too movement. Uh, you know, here's the thing. This case, and this is, and I don't want to sound like a cruel person, like I'm against women, because some people thought that. And you know what? I am for women. Uh, I hate the, any 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 assault, any rape cases, any rape or any rape charges and everything. I I I I don't believe any woman should be violated in any type of way. Okay, nobody should have to experience that. However, I do think there are some little things, some things unfair with the law. You know, like sometimes I do think it's it's, it's hard on the law when they have uh, the alleged victim's names hidden, but they don't have the alleged accuser's name hidden. And the reason why I say that is because someone can accuse someone 
of something, and we have got plenty of cases where women have accused men of doing things that they did not do, and they've spent time in jail only for these women to come back later on and say, oh, you didn't really share it, it didn't really happen. And by then, reputations are ruined, time is wasted, and everything, okay? Because women can lie just as well as men can lie, okay? So uh, the, the, so my, my thing is, you know, um, this, this Cosby case was very interesting to me because a lot of these women, if you go, went through the cases individually and read on them, a lot of these women continue to have relationships with Bill Cosby after so-called rapes. Not all of them, but a lot of them did. A lot of the stories were questionable. Uh, the press hadn't vetted well because they were on a witch hunt. And remember, press makes money off of people's guilt because um, uh, it gives you more salaciousness and more story. Uh, we found that out during the Michael Jackson trial. Um, uh, there are, you know, and the press can be used as a very dangerous tool to uh, to create to taint juries to create a, 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 a presumption of guilt. Uh, Right away, and for me, Bill Cosby. The very interesting thing about they said Bill Cosby gave women. He admitted to giving women K quaaludes. Now listen to how they said that. But he says Bill Cosby, when he admitted that, he said it was consensual. Now I talked about quaaludes and things like that on and things like that from the sixties and seventies on this show. The sixties and seventies quaaludes and 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 those type of drugs were like Molly's and uh, ecstasy is today. They were used a lot at parties, big parties and stuff. They were taken consensually. A lot of women would take drugs and stuff with these men because it was known to give you sexual highs, okay? They were taking them like y'all taking Molly's and ecstasy today to get your free time, okay? So Bill Cosby, yeah, he might have been giving women quaaludes, but he was partying back in the 60s and 70s, and that was a a drug of choice to get your freak on. And you know they even remember in the in the uh, what's the uh, the um, Wolf of Wall Street? I'm messy. I eat and talk on this show, but on the Wolf of Wall Street, one of the, in one of the things he talks about, and it was based in the '70s, '80s, where I come. He talks about popping quaaludes. Okay, it was a big party thing to do, big party drug. So the women might have been prior to uh, popping quaaludes. But it may have been consensual. And the problem I say with women come here showing up 30 years later to testify against Bill Cosby, the problem is they never went to the police, most of them. They never, and I understand rape victims don't often go to the police, but unfortunately, that is a strike against you. If you do not go to the police, there's no reports of it. There's no way the police could investigate it. And that makes your story kind of not be admit to my personal opinion shouldn't be admissible in court because you you didn't do any it, it it hurts people to come forward in the future and I understand the guilt and shame and stuff that comes with that but you have to come forward because if you don't you hurt your chances of being believed 50 years later okay and my personal opinion Bill Cosby was railroaded Bill Cosby should not be in jail right now the young lady whose uh, who's, um, story put him in jail, um, or she took $3.8 million to not report whatever happened between her and Bill Cosby. I think she had a whole transaction. That's what I call it. When you take a settlement for alleged being, allegedly being sexually assaulted, uh, that's not a good thing to me. 
and I call it because uh, if you big and bad enough to ask for a check, you big and bad enough to make sure he gets convicted and go through a trial. But if you didn't do that and you took the $3.8 million, that is the whole transaction. He paid you for your services, and now your ass should move on. But after he paid this Constantine girl, they unlocked the, they undo, which I never heard of before, unfilled the documents and the case uh, for him. His case was totally bogus. Bring her to, to testify and uh, put him in jail for something he paid some of him and the woman settled for, okay? Totally think Bill Cosby is in there bogus. You can get mad if you want to, but this is, to me, it's a really good thing that they're going to get to hear this case, and especially built on the testimony of those women uh, that uh, were not able to prove that something did happen between them and Cosby, and I don't know if a lot of them even reported it. They didn't, as a matter of fact, I don't believe, allegedly. So very interesting that that case will be heard. So we'll keep an eye out for uh, that, okay? Uh, what did I talk about feet? Okay, we were talking about sexual bots. Did I talk about that? Future of intimacy, sex bots, virtual reality, and smart sex toys. We got to have some smart sex toys out in these streets? Really? This is according to Forbes uh, magazine. It says, uh, uh, now that we have intelligent light bulbs, doorbells, refrigerators, and more, it was only a matter of time before our primal intimate lives become smarter through artificial intelligence. Since sex text was allowed to, ex- uh, to exhibit at CES 2020 among the health and wellness vendors instead of denied entry or tucked away in the back as in years past, technology intended to augment human sexual experience uh, technology intended to augment the human sexual experience might just be on the verge of going mainstream. As more and more people invite artificial intelligence into their bedrooms and most intimate experiences, let's review the possibilities as well as the perils that it might be. Uh, be. Bring. Now they got more than sex bots. It says creators of science fictions have imagined a future where human-like sex robots rule human sexual experience. However, sex text is more than just sex bots. According to an interview with sex tech expert and founder of the future of sex, Bronnie Cole, sexuality really encompasses everything from orgasms and pleasure and relationship to education, health, crimes, assault reporting, medicine, and gender identity across sexual identities and preferences. Sex text is a $30 billion industry today, but according to an analysis report, the industry should grow to $52.7 billion by 2026 with a huge assist from online sales. Companies are feverishly working to innovate the most intriguing products that have an intelligent response for sexual activity to take advantage of this expected growth. So now they're going to be knowing your like what? How often you have orgasms? It's gonna become uh, getting collected up on your smart vibrator. <laughs> oh, this is a terrible world. No privacy. No privacy whatsoever. Okay, these products do include sex bots such as Harmony, a robotic version of a silicone silicon sex toy made by Real Doll, but also app connected smart vibrators, stimulators, and massagers, personalized porn virtual reality, and augmented sexual experiences, and more. Artificial intelligence and sex toys aims to achieve similar objectives as products and other industries learn from data gathered by sensors to elevate and improve the experience as well as personalize it. I told you. Oh, damn. 
This is not good. They go nuts. Yeah, they it takes them about four minutes, so they need to be on this experience for this long. Oh my God, that's hard. Just oh Lord, it's a mess. Okay, it says from lioness to award-winning smart vibrator created by women and referred to as a Fitbit for a woman's orgasm. Help us, Lord. At OCO, the war-winning robotic sex device designed to mimic the best kinds of human touch. Oh, my God. Smart sex toys are responsible for incredible innovation. Many of these companies are led by women who address sexuality with new voices and concerns. Most of these toys are connected to smartphones via apps that let us learn more about their sexuality and sexual preferences. Mm-mm-mm. There are also gadgets for men and couples, even some that provide benefits when couples aren't together. And then they go on to talk about section, uh, sex in virtual reality. They also talk about realistic sex bots. I already told y'all about years ago, there was this, and I remember it was second of, dang it, what is the name? I keep always forgetting it, second life, second life, I think. I want to say it was second life. Let me look it up. It, it, my 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 girlfriend had come up with a way for us all like to meet online or something. They had this like a a club or something. It was this virtual reality world. Secondlife.com, right? It was a virtual reality world, and you could go in, you could go to clubs, you could party, you could buy a house there. This was years ago, okay? And this second life is still out there. It's like a virtual reality world. You buy your uh, your uh, virtual person or whatever, and you go in, you dress yourself up, you look and everything. We would go in and meet at a jazz club. Like, they have jazz clubs, rock and roll clubs, and you can experience, like, go, like, travel from place to place within this virtual reality thing, right? And so in there, because, you know, my ass is nosy. <laughs> and I'm a Scorpio. So I wanted to know what all, everything. My girlfriend was rolling because I was like, Let's go to the like dirty side of the sex, the the sex second life. And you know they had a whole like a like we all went to this club like they had a sex club in there. They had a a, a sex a sexy beach a new like New Year's Beach. It was people having virtual reality sex. It was all kind of crazy stuff, all virtual. So I can't imagine where this world would be. And it was people, like, they could, this this uh, person that was uh, one of the gods that was in the thing, in the second reality that she knew, a person that knew it real well, was telling us online that there were people, like, who met in certain places just to have virtual sex. This was, like, this was like 12 years ago. And Second Life is still online. I can't even imagine what it is now, okay? So, man, crazy, okay? So this is the world we go into. Then they're going to have realistic sex robots. It says, while you can see sex, the reality is that much progress has been made to create sex robots that are very realistic that you can customize. There are companies that are almost ready to unveil robots that seem to have a heartbeat and can mimic breathing. Ultimately, they are working on having sex dogs interact and communicate with partners as if they were human. Damn, some of y'all marriages about to be over. Prostitutes, there'll be no need for you. <laughs> They're going to put you out of business here, these sex robots. Ultimately, they are working on having sex dolls. Uh, okay, says so real doll makers, Harmony, and other versions for men and women offer technologically, tech, technologically uh, advanced 
AI-driven robots that can blink, move, and more. Man, oh, man. How crazy is this? Then you can customize them. Like, I can customize a Denzel Washington doll. I can customize a Maxwell doll. <laughs> Do you realize what people can do? Somebody could customize probably a Haley Berry lookalike. I think, mean, this is a crazy world we're going, we're moving into. It, it's crazy. It's too intelligent. A human, a robot that's human-like that you can have sex with. It's the world. Look at how crazy the world is getting ready to get. Oh, my God. You see how that lack of love thing is going to happen, huh? Crazy nuts. Oh, my God. That is nuts. Speaking of Holly Berry, though, Holly Berry told me to raise butt off this week. <laughs> was it this week or was it last week? I can't remember, but she let her know. Okay. Holly Berry's like, you know what? You better ask somebody. <laughs> okay, so according to twofab.com, Holly Berry lays the smack down after Lisa Ray McCoy suggests she's bad in bed. Now, how would Lisa Ray know that? But it says, uh, Barry defends her bedroom prowess by suggesting McCoy take it up with her man. You talking about the down here in hell, dude? Man, son. <laughs> hey, Lee, you say anything right now. He's he just trying to, you put his name out there, girl. According to actress and former model Lisa Ray McCoy, there was more truth to Holly Berry's infamous monster ball sex scene than just. Visceral character moment, power and controversial at the time uh, for the de-romanticizing uh, the Hollywood sex scene and allowing, allowing Barry to look more human and real than most amorized, uh, glamorized scenes. McCoy suggested on Fox Souls Cocktails with Queens that it better represented Barry's truth, okay? Uh, that's why they said what. That's what they said. McCoy replied when pushed about saying Barry was a bit of a bore in the sack. That's what I read. That's what I've heard. That's what they say. Okay. In other words, it was a lot of hearsay. But Barry wasn't here for it. Uh, taken to Twitter to defend herself from the unex- unexpected attack on her sexual performance. How was your Thanksgiving Eve? Miss at Real Lisa Ray one ask my man at Van Hunt he'll tell you all you need to know. Tweeted Barry citing her Grammy winning boyfriend. <laughs> In truth, Barry was responding to the fact that random speculation of the show's panel about various celebrities in the sack put her name in media headlines after discussing the real story of producer hitmaker addition on the women he's been with. The panel moves into their fantasy speculations. Tony Braxton was describing Selena Johnson as someone to be able to put it down in the amount with the amount of love songs the girls got. As an example, it was in the midst of a mad rush of chatter that McCoy threw out Barry might be uh, all words and no action. There's nothing to back it up. Nor did she ever say uh, who they uh, who they was or, or say what she said. Read her disclaimer about the actress. Okay. Let's stop here. First of all, my personal opinion, you can never talk about another woman's, uh, you know, stuff in bed that she's been with her or something like that. Uh, I don't know why Lisa said that. I, and the truth is, there's been rumors on Holly Berry over the years being crazy. And I've even heard the, the sex crazy rumor and all that stuff. But, you know, listen, and people only do that to her because she's very beautiful. 
Okay, she's a very beautiful woman. And a lot of times people say beautiful women aren't that great in bed and all that shit like that. Well, probably they're not that great with you because they wasn't turned on with you. Some women just take certain men to bring them out. Van Hunt may have brought her ass out, okay? We don't know what, but there wasn't Lisa Ray's place to speak on that shit no way. Okay, people go around and say Lisa Ray was a hoe back in the day. But ain't nobody saying, ain't nobody saying, Holly Berry didn't say I was, Lisa Ray was a, they say her coochie was too wide back in the day. You know what I'm saying? Nobody, Holly Berry isn't doing that. Because, you know, and I, I think Lisa was totally wrong for saying that. I think she was totally out of line. And that, that shouldn't have happened. But listen, Holly Berry's a Leo. She's passionate. She's beautiful. Uh, if she was a boy in bed, it was probably because it wasn't the right one. Okay, okay, because okay? let me tell you something a little bit. Most Leos now, most Leos are fiery and passionate, okay? So, um, and that's why she said, ask her man Van Hunt. <laughs> All I keep calling him is the down here hell dude, because I keep hearing that slayer call here today. <laughs> he had an actually good album, though. <laughs> Haley Berry, love her. Thanks for here. Haley Berry likes her some R&B dudes. I keep telling you, Christopher Williams. Who else was it? Was it, was it, uh, Eric Benet, child, Eric Benet, that was a good one, Holly Berry. And now, man, girl, as long as you didn't, girl, listen here, I was going to be, I was going to have to beat Haley's ass if she would have showed up at the Hollywood Bowl, though, trying to holler at, uh, if she was at that concert with Maxwell, girl, I had to come at you. <laughs> That's my boo, Maxwell. <laughs> That's Bay, we call Bay Hip Bay on here. Yes, I know. I don't, I, I want Maxwell to be like, I don't want to see Maxwell with nobody like Holly Berry. <laughs> but she likes her as a more B-side story. I think she was trying to shoot her shot. I think she was trying to shoot her shot at the Hollywood when she showed up at the that concert. I'm, I'm, I'm sure Holly Berry likes him. And he would be the ultimate catch, you know, because he's fine like that. But yeah, you know what I'm saying? Huh. Holly Berry and Van Hunt. Go on, Holly Holly Berry's out here. <laughs> she said, you better ask my man, Lisa Bright. You want to know about how you, this coochie is at Van Hunt. Ask the down here in hell, dude. <laughs> I love it, Holly Berry. I love it. <laughs> Hilarious. That is too funny. Okay. Ooh, Let's talk about Beyonce out in these streets getting nominated for why y'all nominated Beyonce for nine Grammy Awards? What is going on around this joint? Is that a true statement that Beyonce got nominated for nine Grammy Awards this year? Because I just can't believe that. For what? For what? But here's this article from Billboard.com. They got Snow Allegra all over my no Allegra is all over the advertising. Somebody, it's like, somebody, it's like, what in the world is going on with the Snow Allegra girl? I'm starting to see her everywhere. Oh, my God. That's like watching a, a, a Las Vegas version of Shredé. I can't, you know, this, you know, I, people, was at, people was asking me, uh, one person asked me, wrote me, and asked me why I did not like Snow Allegra. And I said, I said why I didn't like Snow Allegra on the show. I mean, you know, I don't like black thing. I don't like, uh, you know, and it's not that, and it's not really the black thing. Now, that's not the most irritating thing. But the irritating thing about her is that she's so obviously trying to be Sharday. You know, it's like she's obviously trying to be like a modern version of Sharday. And I'm like, damn it. You got Sharday. Sharday's ass is here. She just take break long ass breaks. 
I mean, but she's still out in these streets. I know she's older, but she's still out in these streets, okay? We don't need nobody. We don't need no no Sade 2.0, Sade 2.2. I mean, who the hell is Snow and Labor? Who, won't you be her? Not Sade. I mean, she's wearing a hair off, slick back. She trying to wear the little, the, the dimes. It's very Sade-ish, okay? And the music game is good. But it's very Sade-ish. And some of the songs, I, I'm not going to lie. I listen to some of the stuff. It's okay. But, yeah, I don't understand. She's advertising. I was, I'm starting to see her all over the place. I don't know what's up with that. Just stop it, okay? But there's my answer. So don't nobody else write me about this girl, okay? Like Beyonce, Sinatra started singing with groups before achieving even greater stardom on his own, they said, okay? Uh, Beyonce ties Vimeo record uh, by Frank Sinatra. Uh, okay, uh, this is, let's see, let's see. It says, this is from Billboard.com. It says, in the blizzard of facts and, uh, and feats associated with the 63rd Annual Grammy Awards, one of the most impressive is that Beyonce pulled even with Frank Sinatra has the artist with the most uh, record of the year nominations in Grammy history. What is she getting record of the year for? Surely not the remake of The, the Gift. I mean, are we serious? Seven for each of these icons. Sinatra received his first record of the year nomination at the very first Grammys for the year 1958. He received sevens for 1980. Sinatra's record of the year tally consists of five solo recordings, a duet with hit maker daughter Nancy Sinatra, and a single in which he shared billing with his children's chorus. Beyonce received her first record nomination at 2000 Awards when she was nominated as part of Destiny's Child. Okay, that's Destiny's Child. But say my name. Her record of the year tally consists of four solo recordings. The aforementioned Destiny's Child hit collab with her future husband, Jay-Z, and, and a collab with Megan Thee Stallion. Like Beyonce, Sinatra started singing uh, with the group before achieving even greater stardom on its own. These artists have little in common. Sinatra, cited it, it, Sinatra died in May 1988, just as Beyonce was getting started. Uh, that was three months after the first Destiny Child album was released. Beyonce co-wrote all seven of her record of the year contenders. Don't say nothing because you don't want me to be highly better. <laughs> so Dr. didn't co-write any of his. Did Beyonce co-write any of hers? Like, she just or did she just put down like, say my name sounds like really good. Say my name. Say my name. Hey, that sounds good. <laughs> like she gave him a verse. <laughs> she got a word. What's the other song? What's the other for Because like she, I, you know, because a lot of a lot of people say Beyonce puts her name on stuff allegedly and does not sometimes write. Um, and a lot of people accused her of this. Okay, so not just one person. And she probably threw out a word, or she's there in the studio. She might be pretending to write a couple of lines, and they most of the everybody. Is... <laughs> Let me stop. So Beyonce got it for "Say My Name," "Crazy in Love." Beyonce, did you write it? Irreplaceable. Beyonce didn't. I think I heard Neo wrote that completely. Um, Halo uh, formation. Uh, Black Parade, which is terrible. Uh, Megan Thee Stallion, Savage. I don't believe Beyonce versus that whatsoever. 
Okay, uh, listen, let's and then let's talk about what Beyonce. Uh, let's let's go. Did somebody say she's nominated for Beyonce nominated? Let me, let me see this. I can't, I couldn't believe they said nine awards. I was like, are we serious right now? I, I'm gonna have to pull that up. Beyonce gonna have to be upset today. Nominated for is it nine? Oh, this is a shame. Beyonce leads Grammy Award nomination with nine nods, including Song and Record of the Year for Black Fucking Parade. Are y'all serious? For Black Parade? Black Parade was hideous. It was nice that she was mentioning Black Business, but it was an ugly song. Beyonce is bringing her Black Parade to the Grammys, a pop star anthem, Black Prize for multiple nominations Tuesday, making her the leading contender with nine. I am here to tell you this. I'm t- this is why people were so angry about the Grammy Awards this year and all the nominations. Beyonce should not be nowhere near the building as in being nominated. She should be shut out completely this year, but she will not be. The fact that Beyonce is the most nominated artist in history, besides Pete great uh, uh, artists that came before her, like Aretha Franklin, uh, and I understand timing is everything. Like I said, Beyonce came along in a time where she looks like she's a top contender, but the truth is people who are more musically talented and gifted have not been allowed to be nominated in some of those same categories, and when they are, they've given Beyonce R&B categories that she should not have won because she's not an R&B singer. She's a pop artist. Beyonce hasn't been an R&B singer since Crazy in Love, okay? So I don't understand uh, that situation. Uh, they said, um, but they said, uh, let's see here. A winner of 24 Grammys. 24 Grammys. Beyonce becomes the second most nominated actor in the history of the award show with 79 nominations. She is t- now they're saying she's tied with Paul McCarthy, who owns her earned a nomination for best uh, uh, box uh, or special limited edition. Beyonce is bringing her black parade to the Grammys. The uh, pop stars anthem about black pride scored multiple nominations Tuesday, making her the leading contender with nine. Beyonce picked up a song and record of the year bids with Black Parade. There is no way that Beyonce should be getting picked up for a song and record of the year with Black Parade. Black Parade, people, I barely heard that shit on the radio. That is the full, that is a bare, listen, it isn't even about the radio. It's not even that great musically. And I'm for when you nominate artists. Like, I like the year when Esperanza Spalding came up out of the blue. She had a brilliant album, and she came up and she won awards over people like Justin Bieber because she was a brilliant artist, and her music was really brilliant. Black Parade is nothing brilliant. Okay, this is, this is Beyonce's people trying to keep her name out. Beyonce is one of the most overhyped artists in history. Not only is Beyonce one of the most overhyped artists in history, her music, in my opinion, has been forced down the throats of many. Uh, I like some of her music. I'm a big Beyonce fan, and some of her music, I say School and Life is my theme song. Okay? And there are some songs I love by Beyonce. But for the most part, Beyonce musically is not, a, she's okay. It's just what it is, and this is somebody. This is this is this is this is where I remember Jackie. I always tell one of my favorite interviews was when uh, Jackie uh, Jasper was on here. Jackie Jasper, if anybody knows him, he did Hollywood. People used to hate that uh, the Diary of a Hollywood Street King. He used to do these big uh, 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 
it was a big gossip column for for a while. And I remember Jackie was talking to me about the Michael Jackson. Uh, you know, we were talking about the Michael Jackson thing in music, and he was telling me he said, "Well, that's what all the pop stars do today." He said, "They they 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 they, they use the Michael Jackson marketing thing, but without the music, without the 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 musical uh, chops of Michael Jackson." And I so fucking agree with it. It's Michael Jackson's marketing ploy with no great music behind it. And she is that. She is got everything that Michael Jackson has had except for the great catalog. I mean, there's great songs in it, but not a whole lot of it. There's a lot of mediocre great pop dance songs. But do I think Beyonce is one of the greatest uh, R&B artist of the of the last decade. No, I think she's she's a great artist. She's a, the greatest performer of her generation of her generation. But musically, no, I think her music has been very little to desire. I mean, very little desire. And you know, listen, in Michael Ford to argue Michael Jackson, you know, uh, what? No, you can't argue that because let me tell you something. What Quincy and Michael did was great. I mean, you can't argue that. Thriller is a great album. Off the Wall, even greater. Uh, those those Quincy collabs, shit, the Dark Child collab. I mean, you know, the the, the Teddy Rowley collab. Michael Jackson was just that guy, okay? Uh, Beyonce collabs, okay. You know? I think people are more mystified by the imagery of Beyonce, okay? So, and the performance style. But, mm, like I said, the music is a little bit of desire, so I cannot understand that, okay? Uh, Beyonce's Blackest King film that highlighted black art, music history, and fashion is up for best music film. They, they got that. While Brown Skin Girl, a song dedicated to dark and brown skin women, is nominated for best music video. The singer also earned three nominations for her slick guest appearance on Megan Thee Stallion's number one hit, Savage, including Record of the Year, Best Rap Performance, and Best Rap Song. Now, I really hope she, you know, I'm happy for Megan, but she doesn't deserve anything. She didn't promote that album, nor did she want to, nor did she act like it. And here she getting nominated for three times in the album. If I was Megan, because Megan can't do it because she worked for the, the, her husband. But I'd stick my middle finger up and say, bitch, better not come up here and collect not a damn thing. <laughs> Megan worked her ass off to promote that song. Whereas Beyonce was sitting her ass off talking about it's going to be a charity donation to her church and shit. She wasn't even thinking. She didn't even want to promote it. Okay, uh, allegedly, it looked like to me. A winner of 24 Grammys, Beyonce becomes the second most, I already said that, Beyonce is only behind her husband, Jay-Z, and Quincy Jones, who have both earned eight. Beyonce is behind Jay-Z and Quincy Jones. Jay-Z earned 80 nominations. Y'all full of shit. Jay-Z ain't won, ain't, ain't earned no 89. Are y'all serious? Wait a minute. Hold on. Come Are we serious right now? Behind Quincy Jones? You could, you could tell the Grammy Awards. I'm going to talk about it. Let me just say it. Okay? Then that lady came out last year talking about they was buying up Grammy Awards. And so, Sony, you've been out here. Are you out here buying up Grammy Awards? I'm, I'm just there. There is no reason. This person should not have 80 nominations. I'm just sorry. Just sorry. Not behind Quincy Jones. Quincy Jones deserves 80 fucking nominations. Okay? Quincy Jones deserves 80 nominations. Even if they were bought, they had to buy 20 of them. Quincy Jones has earned his stripes. The music, man, I play some, I play three Quincy Jones songs that have run Beyonce's whole catalog off the uh, a chart. 
three, three Quincy Jones songs, three composed, produced songs by Quincy Jones that'll just erase her whole catalog. And Jay-Z, are we serious right now? These numbers cannot be right. This proves to me that the Grammys have gone downhill, and I'm with these other artists who are out here saying that these Grammy, the Grammy Awards, I know that you need to start thinking of other things. Listen, the Blacks, there have been awards like the Soul Train Awards. Uh, poor Don Cornelia spent many years trying to get Black artists to support the Soul Train Awards, and when the Soul Train Awards was getting big, the Grammy Awards and all these other people tried to oust them out by making clauses that only uh, that performers, I think allegedly back in the day, uh, one of the things he said allegedly was that performers can only perform at one award show within a certain amount of months, and they were locked, soul trained. Not BET, because BET is not black-owned. BET is owned by Viacom. But it would lock out a, a, a black award show well, now Soul Train is on, but I forget who Soul Train is on by now. But it was two black men have bought it, but then I don't know. I don't know where it's at now. But listen, okay, when Don Cornelius, Adolph, American descendant of slaves, or, or foundational black American, whatever you're calling yourself, was over Soul Train, he tried his hardest, okay, to, uh, uh, to keep, to help black artists to be nominated to help black artists to, to get their uh, thing on. And these other award shows really try to railroad him. And a lot of time, black artists will not be showing up to support their own award shows, okay? So, it, so now y'all getting kicked in the ass by, uh, 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 how can I say it? What's the right word? By puffed up icons like Beyonce and stuff like that. Are y'all mad because y'all not getting nominated and stuff because these people got in the fix. But it's because of the seeds everybody's done. Not protecting award shows like Soul Train when it was black-owned. Not uh, protecting uh, real uh, black, authentic uh, 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 ownership. And not just black. When we say black, okay, let me just say something, okay? A lot of times we got a lot of people saying black out here. And listen, I'm not a a person who is against Africans, I'm not against, uh, 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 I like all black people. I love all people of all kind of, I like white people, I like all kind of people, okay, universal people. I'm a universal person. But at the same time, a lot of black Americans who started this shit gets a lot of disrespect. Black Americans, this is our blood, sweat, and tears. This, that music, this music that we have created comes from our our experience in America. Soul music, even though we've invited the world to come into soul music, it is our shit. And we should be respected as such. And we should be respected when as 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 being able to be owners in the game. So when we see the greats like Don Cornelius and people like this, you know, we we need to be able to be in the game of music, to be able our game of uh, of of ownership of some of these award show music, I mean, some of these uh, uh, black channels and everything to be able to get our voices out there and our authentic story because it is our authentic story that created the beautiful soul music, okay? It is, and gospel music and, and rhythm and blues and stuff like that. Even though we've had many people from different backgrounds and stuff to come in and add to our beautiful story, it is still our story. 
You know what I'm saying? And it has to be respected. You know what I'm saying? It really does. And so I feel like our, we've lost our story a little bit and over the years. And, and we've lost our, our, you know, I can remember growing up and being in the 70s and stuff and just being so, feeling like the, 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 how uh, black, blackness was at its most potent stage, you know, for Adolf and FBA, you know, to feel the kind of, the love we had each other for each other pre-crack era, okay? And it was, it's such a, such a different time in music, such a different time. You know, I the shows like the Grammy Awards, um, I think it's lost its way. You have artists like Beyonce who's been nominated 80 times and, and for no good, who has not had, to me, I mean, even the biggest selling female artist in history, who is Mariah Carey, hasn't even had that many Grammy nominations. And Mariah Carey has had several albums that have been way better. And she actually writes her music. Then, oops. <laughs> oh, the shade. <laughs> I do like Beyonce. I really do. Y'all don't think I do. But I do. <laughs> Listen, I, I'm just disgusted. Okay, nine Grammy Awards for nothing. And, and, and people get mad at why we don't like people like her. I just don't, I don't, it's not her. I don't like the energy. So that surrounds her, uh, uh, her throne. Half of the energy is, you know, and it's, it, here's one of the things I said. I, I, I was looking last week. I was laughing. I was talking to a person. He was talking about the Ivy, the Ivy car. And I said, you know, it's something. I heard all these celebrities be, now I said she's going to do it now that she, because she's going, somebody going to tell her, Somebody going to hear this and going to suggest it. They always have people listening to little podcasts. Some of these, uh, sometimes they have them listening to little outbrand podcasts and stuff like that. Certain people and the word gets back and stuff like that. But let me just say this. Or just sometimes the energy just flows out. But I was talking to a friend. I said, how did celebrities be out here? They will put that box out. Blue Ivy Park. Now this, I said. Now look at this heifer. I said this heifer don't do nothing but post herself the whole time in Ivy Park on her on her web on her site. I said she never posts any of the celebrities who are loving on her, giving love to Ivy Park. It's Miss Tina. Miss Tina is the filter because Miss Tina trying to take over. Miss Tina is the filter. So Miss Tina runs. Oh. uh, She'll run somebody who showed up in Ivy Park and she had one of the twins, Tia and Tamara in some Ivy Park. Then she had Maxwell in five Ivy Park and different people. It's like, nah, you, Miss Tina, you shouldn't have that shit on. That Ivy Park ain't your shit. That's Beyonce shit. Her black ass should have uh, run around here singing songs like Black Parade and stuff like that, but she can't even celebrate the other artists who show up in her shit, okay? That tell you what kind of, I don't care how nice she appeared in front of you. Actions is louder than words. Does she show? Uh, does she put your uh, black down? I'm gonna see now. Watch next week. It's gonna be all these artists in the Ivy Park in the next two to three. Weeks. <laughs> she gonna have them all lined up on her on her thing. <laughs> 
But it tells you what type of person that person is. I mean, no appreciation. It's her mama showing the appreciation, not her ass. That's, I look at little stuff like that. I'm like, oh, ain't that something? So sometimes I be thinking, what is up? There is more to me behind the ascension of Beyonce. I mean, the uh, uh, then then uh, just it being Beyonce. There is a lot of power powers that be that are promoting uh, her as an artist. And a lot of these artists, to me, uh, uh, give a lot of undue praise for somebody who doesn't really even give, you know, she don't give two shits about you showing Ivy Park. She put, the Ivy, she, she put her damn self up there, but she don't put other artists who are, you know, uh, other people will take the time as kind as they are unless they probably get paid. You know, somebody tell telling me some of these artists might be getting paid to advertise Ivy Park. <laughs> hey, I don't know. It's a pandemic. You never know. Listen, all I say is this. If you're doing it out of the goodness of your heart, advertising Ivy Park, and this person who is supposed to be with Adidas and Ivy Park isn't even kind enough to put you on her, her, her website and say, thank you such and such for wearing my stuff. Oh, how kind. Oh, this is so beautiful. No, but her mama's doing it. I should say a lot to you, artists, if she does that constantly. Just don't show up and nobody know at the award show unless she's nominated. I bet her ass be at the Grammys this year. You gonna see Beyonce's ass. If Beyonce's ass ain't at the Grammys this year, I'd be shocked. So you gonna see her at the Grammys because she's nominated. Ain't coming up to support nobody else, but she's not. I mean, at least what we see. So I just know it's little stuff like that. Beehive really getting kicked at me tonight. Beehive is like, you know what? We don't like you. <laughs> okay. Sometimes I don't like me either. <laughs> Sometimes I'll listen back and be like, oh, it was too mean. Okay. I'm sure I won't do that tonight. <laughs> but you know what? It's sad. It's sad. Miss Tina, quit doing that. You ain't responsible for Jay-Z and Beyonce's business. Quit posting their stuff on there trying to make it seem like they're not... You what you the you the public now? Beyonce need to have that little stuff. She need to be having pictures of people over there on her website advertising her little funky ass album. Okay, not Miss Tina, not Miss Tina. Well, I'm just telling all you artists out there. Thank you, Beyonce. Thank you for my advertisement. And that's just a pay advertisement. I don't know what y'all be doing. Crazy, Miss Tina out there advertising. But she's out there thanking people. Meanwhile, what's her ass doing? Nothing. Is she making a new album? She can still take time for a new album. She can have one of her assistants type up, I mean, fight them. Because that, that's who's running them Instagrams and stuff anyway. It's her assistant. You can always tell when the assistant's running the Instagram. Thank you. Terrible. You know, we worship some of the weirdest people. You know what I'm saying? People who just don't have no personality. I don't know where it's like attachment to them. It's just a mystery. We attach our own mystery to them or something. But people like Beyonce, like, you can tell she, she's not personable on her, her, her Instagram. She's not even, does she even have a Twitter? I don't even know, but she's not a very personable artist. She don't say even too buku to the fans. But they crazy as hell. Her, her fan base is not Her fan base is and a lot of these artists are kind of responsible for the uplift of her. Because a lot of them will uplift her, but 
you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's amazing to me. That's amazing. That's that Scorpio moon shit. He must be out here putting spells on people or something. Lighting candles. Candles on y'all. <laughs> it's late and I'm talking stuff. It's the sing sing show, you guys. Oh my God. I have had to talk about the awesome and I'm eating in y'all ear and crunching. Pop keep popcorn. Listen. I have to talk about it. I have to I have to be rude because I don't understand the nine nominations. I don't understand why Beyonce is not yet nominated for nine, uh, nine, nine Grammy Awards for a shitty album. A shitty album that she released twice and still nobody looked at it. Did she release, she did a movie for it and fell to the ground because her acting was bad. Then she turns around and then tries to put it in, the, try to make it a black history movie. The Africans even got mad, like, quit culturally appropriating this. I mean, it's just, you know, it's like, what is the point, ladies? What is you, why are y'all nominating this girl for two failed albums? I'm not sure. Okay? Obviously, she got friends in high places. <laughs> it is what it is, Okay. Now, for the rest of you R&B stars who are mad out there right now, you saying, dang, well, why my album didn't get, this is why your album ain't nominated. You're too nice. Y'all really are making real good, solid R&B. Meanwhile, pop stars is getting nominated. Who really just, you know, are out there with no personality, no nothing, just, Great performance skills, but not really uh, great music. It is what it is. It's the way of life. It's the way of the world. It's okay. I'm I'm become, I'm coming to grips with this is the world we live in. Okay, it is okay. Where Beyonce gets nominated for eighty nominations, in, I mean seventy nine nominations. Jay Z, they said eighty, unbelievable. And but the Billboard Awards just said it was only her and Frank Sinatra. I don't know which is true. A lot of these publics be putting out this stuff. Uh, but we live in a world where and Whitney Houston barely won three or four Grammys. What the kind of what the hell kind of world is this? How many did Donna Summers won in? I mean, we got great artists like Stephanie Neal. How many Stephanie Grammys is Stephanie? Stephanie even got any Grammys. But you mean to tell me? Whitney Mrs. Beyonce has 80 nominations? Oh, shitty. This is a shitty one. It's almost time for me to go to bed. Shit, what time I, what else I got to talk to y'all about? Because this is, this is really disgusting. Disgusting. <laughs> I was going to talk about Barack Obama. I'm so disgusted I'm going to save him for Saturday. Because I can't talk about two disgusting things in, in, in the course of the show. I just, I'm so disgusted with the whole, wow, really? Like 80? Oh, man. You know what? We're going to end, we're going to, when I come back, we're going to end the show on two good notes. Future is in love again, I think. <laughs> Allegedly, I'll be free. <laughs> <laughs>
teacher's ass when we get out here. Buy, when we get back out here buying people diamonds and shit, Elizabeth. And Lori, Lori Harvey is, listen here, let me talk about Lori. Lori, Lori, Lori Harvey. Yes, Miss Harvey. Now this is where this is where we can agree. This is what's white. Lori Harvey hanging with the sexiest man alive. Yes, Michael B. Jordan. What is that? Lori Harvey's out here getting her group. Oh, Lori, don't mess this up. Don't mess this up, little girl. We're going to talk about this and a whole lot more when I get back. We got 20 some minutes to talk about. So we'll have like 15 minutes when I come back to get into some of this, okay? Meanwhile, uh, here is. Um, okay, what are we going to say? Okay, Kim, lie to me. It's the CC show. I'll be back in a moment, y'all.
real R&B right there. Okay, Kim with Lie to Me. Very good R&B song. Kim had one of the great best R&B albums out this year. Why he, I don't know how many, did he get any nominations? I'm going to have to look on them Grammy Awards. That's, just, that's solid R&B, okay? I bet he didn't get hardly nominated. You know, I bet he didn't. Like it's it's just it's shameful. That's that's a good R and B music, okay? That's a groove, okay? Uh, it's the CC show. I am back. Are we ready to talk about future? Future. Future's funny. According to RonzaSmith dot com, Future buys diamond for Destiora. Who's Destiora? Last week, uh, rapper Future and his latest lover, Atlanta rapper Destiora, made their romance social media official. Uh, Future uh, takes their relationship to the next level with diamonds. Over the weekend, Future bragged about Destiny diamond earrings on Instagram while Des shared a picture of Future throwing up his middle finger. Okay. Uh, Okay, so he's buying diamonds. Uh, hopefully, you know, Liza Rain ain't playing out here. Is that Liza Rain, the other girl? That, that's who you should be buying the diamonds when Liza Rain is out here because she, cause she ain't playing with that child support future. You better quit playing and make sure the checks <laughs> go to the baby mama. You can't be buying chicks diamonds and then talk about you can't afford this child support out in these, out in these streets, Okay. Uh, listen, little girl, all I can advise you is don't get pregnant. Lori Harvey, you got out just in time. Give yourself a good service. Uh, <laughs> Teachers out here still buying somebody's diamonds. Somebody is still wanting to take a diamond from Feature and want to be mother of the village. And uh, it's okay. Good luck to Feature and Destiny. <laughs> Feature's a best. How does Feature... How does future be getting these women like this? You know, so I ain't gonna say with my friend. <laughs> he's an island dude. Is he West Indies too? Is he like? Is he? I think he's future. Is is he Haitian? <laughs> I don't know. I I I'm just telling y'all what I've been hearing out these streets. Now I ain't hearing this from it ain't nobody. I'm hearing this from West Indies women that be telling me so. <laughs> Teachers doing something. Teachers putting spells on y'all, okay? <laughs> because he got, how you, was we all baby mama number 20? How many baby mamas is there? I lost count. Hell. <laughs> and he's still out here being able to pull tips. Like, I mean, really, like, you know what I'm saying? It's crazy. Oh my God. You know, they talking, I, hey, I ain't saying West City men. I'm just telling y'all when people are tired of hurting these streets. Y'all be, y'all be out here in these streets. Y'all be doing some. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> oh, a mess, a mess, a mess. Future is funny, funny, funny. Future needs to go on a Yana, a Yanla. Like a Yanla when she had that dude on there with them uh, 23 baby mamas. He had 23 babies. And a Yana put out them baby dolls in his hands. <laughs> My favorite show of all time. One of my favorite shows. <laughs> and he couldn't hold the baby. He kept dropping babies. She said, look at you, you're dropping your baby. <laughs> That's what Future needs. Future needs her stuffing all the babies. That would be the best show ever. If she had Future on her head and all the babies, baby dolls. I, and then it was funny. The man with 23 babies, I think he was, 
you know, he was uh he he was uh, from Louisiana or someplace like that. But it was funny, she had it she she gave him a hand for her <laughs> baby dog and then back of her room was a whole like a little uh 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 chair set up with all these other baby dogs. That was the best thing she <laughs> It wasn't funny, but it was funny at the time. <laughs> it was hilarious, okay? Crazy, okay? All right, so uh, the next thing we got to talk about, oh, my God, Michael B. Jordan and Lori Harvey, future's ex, spotted arriving to her hometown ahead of Thanksgiving. Yes, Lori Harvey. The comeback girl is great. Oh, my God, I like this kid. First time I was thinking she was a dummy, but now she listened. <laughs> yes, Lori Farley. Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. According to uh, ETV, it says it looks like people's sexiest man alive. But alive found someone to uh, carve the turkey with. Michael B. Jordan was spotted with Lori Harvey, his rumored new girlfriend, on a flight from Los Angeles to her hometown of Atlanta the day before Thanksgiving. According to photos obtained by the TMZ, by TMZ, the two came off uh, the tarmac of a flight together wearing nearly identical matching sweatsuits. How holiday cozy. While it's unclear what the status of the relationship is at this point, the Black Panther star 33 told people during his sexy alive interview he is single. In fact, he learns about his solo status. Uh, he he lamented he lamented about his solo status to the outlet, admitting having people who are married around me a running thing, you know, when you know. And it's one of the most frustrating things to hear somebody who's single. I kind of thought I knew four or five times, and that didn't really work out too well for me. Ah, that could it be because you've been allegedly flirting with the assistant? That, you know, let me shut up. <laughs> Telling you the story I read. Don't be getting mad at me. This some assistant said he was flirting with him. Now I don't know. Maybe go both. I don't know. He was just probably playing with that man. <laughs> but he said it didn't work out with him. Hopefully, Lori, Lori, this is a good catch. I know you just twenty three, baby, but you've been picked. Future was a future. A puffy, no, okay. But this one, this one has potential. Now, I checked some things out, you know, checked some rumors out. But other than that, this is a good choice, Lori Harvey. I know you're 23. I know you're young. You feel like, you know what? I'm so young. I'm young. I can't so much to think. No, 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 Lori. This is a good choice for you, especially since you're not going to do reality TV and you're not going to do anything. You need to. This This might be the one. Okay, Lori, I need you to stop and think about this and look it over. You know, we want you to investigate, make sure some other stuff ain't going on. But if it ain't, I know, I know, Steve and your mama is happy that you done brought Michael B. Jordan up in there. <laughs> yes, this is a winner. Well, he looks like he's a winner on the surface. We really don't know who he is. But, girl, if you going to pick from what you had, He's a winner. I mean, you know what I'm saying? What's, what's Michael B. Jordan? What's his, what's his, what's his, what's his birthday? What's Michael B. Jordan? Well, let's see what he is before I tell you he's a winner, Lord. Well, that still don't mean fine. You know, people can be, you know, it could, you know, it depends on your choice. Michael B. Jordan's birthday. He feels like an air sign. 
What is he? Yes. Oh, my God. He's an Aquarius. I have Aquarius in my seventh house. Don't judge me. <laughs> I hear all the astrologers, oh, Aquarius in the seventh house. <laughs> Lori's a Capricorn. He's going to be really ready for the bullshit because, you know, Aquarius men, whether they are Aquarius, you know, I had a, a, my first love was an Aquarius. One of the guys who really crushed on me and did a lot of stuff with me was an Aquarius. Aquarius is like me. Aquarius moons, Aquarius. <laughs> Aquarius. <laughs> Lori, they're very strange, the Aquarius. They try to act like they don't like you when they really do. Uh, especially if they're Aquarius moon signs and stuff like that. They love to act like they'd be all up in their head and stuff like that. Yeah, you know, take your time. <laughs> Aquarius can be very horish too. <laughs> All air signs. We know Gemini's can, but Aquarius. God, can you imagine if you're a Gemini son and an Aquarius moon? <laughs> you probably really a, like you got all the air signs. Like, wow. Like, Michael B. Jordan, I, I wonder what his, like, his full, do they got a chart? Like, I don't have time. Do I got time to look at his? I was going to talk about Kevin Hart, but I may say that to Saturday. Let me say, B. Jordan, uh, astrology. Let's see what he Let's see if we can get a little picture of him. Oh, we can, maybe. Let me see. Can we get a little picture of him? His son is in Aquarius. Ooh, his moon is in Cancer. He might be a little ticky tick. <laughs> moon and Cancers are really, <laughs> you never know. When they really in love. I don't know. And Ascended in Virgo. Interesting. With a Midhaven in Gemini. Mm. Take your time, Lori. Take your time. <laughs> Aquarius with the moon, like like he's a he's got an Aquarius sun at twenty degrees, Cancer ten degrees, uh, ascendant in Virgo. Mm, interesting. Mm, I like to hear somebody do a chart interpretation on him. I think I'll listen tonight for one. <laughs> you know, I'm a grandparent house. You know, kind of up late. I think I'm going to listen to one or Michael B. Jordan, like an astrology thing. You know, Lori, yeah, but Lori, I feel like he's a good catch. You know, he's had to watch that Cancer Moon a little bit, but you know, he's not, you know. Look at what else is in his chart, okay? Seems crazy. He seems good. I don't know. Hmm. We shall see. Can Lori Harvey hang on to this one? I sure hope so. I know her mom is over there, like, please, Lori. I know Steve is over there going, please, Lord. <laughs> Don't bring future. Back up in this joint. <laughs> if you get pregnant, Lori Harvey, Michael B. Jordan is the one, okay? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. Are we going to talk about Kevin Hart about his – apparently y'all don't like Kevin Hart's new comedy special, and this is going to be the last story of the night. So apparently y'all don't like Kevin Hart, Okay. 
the new com well, y'all like Kevin Hart, but sound like his new comedy special. I've heard mixed reviews about it. Uh, Showbiz Cheat Sheet is talking about Kevin Hart snaps as his newest Netflix stand-up special, Zero Fucks Given, continues to earn criticism for some viewers. He says, I don't give a F, okay? Apparently, Kevin does, because he's been around, he's been going around on all the outlets explaining why he doesn't give a F. And he got mad at Tyreek Nasheed because Tyreek Nasheed said something nice, said Kevin, I was a good dude, but I really didn't like the special. I turned it off 10 minutes afterwards. Well, then he talks about, he, he goes on to try to belittle uh, Tyreek Nasheed and say stuff like, well, you know, considering whatever he does and all this stuff, talking about him being a black activist, he, he should be at least be nicer about his uh, special. Kevin, people don't have to like your special because they're a black activist. I mean, people don't. People have the right to not like your Netflix special. If they don't like it, I haven't seen it yet, okay? But people have a right to not like you, and it's okay. It has nothing to do with them being activists or not. I mean, what are you, are you doing? Some, I don't understand what he's getting so upset about. I mean, people have the right to be to criticize it. You know, here's a beautiful thing. This is what I love about Will Smith. You know, I talk about Will Smith often. But Will, you know, uh, people didn't like Wild Wild West. Will was able to, you know, Will goes around saying he jokes about it. He jokes about people not liking Wild Wild West. He's not so sensitive about it. I think Kevin is a little bit sensitive because a lot of people have been talking about Kevin Hart not being funny for a long time, and a lot of people don't think that Kevin Hart kind of deserves the accolades that he's gotten. Listen, I like Kevin Hart. I think Kevin Hart's funny. I think sometimes Kevin Hart says crazy stuff, but I actually think he's funny, but I think that he he just was kind of overblown uh, when his career for He's taken every movie, everything, and I think people got a little bit just tired of him because maybe he was cast, cast too much in a lot of the – kind of same roles and same movies and it started to be redundant and some people were thinking that he wasn't as funny or he wasn't as uh but if you watch some of kevin's early movies very uh, hilarious to me kevin is a really good funny character actor uh the stand-up is it's good i mean it's not you know i don't think he i think he's more funny as an actor but uh i still think he's funny to stand up i haven't seen the latest comedy special but you know hey I, I'm I'm gonna watch it and see what I think, but I hear a lot of y'all just been saying it was trash. Okay, but it's no need to go get all sensitive. And I I know you're an artist and you're sensitive about such shit. Most artists are. You say you get mad when you say you don't like something. Well, these artists you get mad when you say you don't like a song. I don't like your song. I don't have to have everybody like me, and I made this for my heart and my thing. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Okay. You you want us to like it. You want us to like it. Don't lie. <laughs> don't run around and say I don't give a f. Okay. You know I love that with uh, with uh, with uh, Kyle Tyrone at the beginning when Erica Badu says, "Keep in mind that I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about my shit." <laughs> I mean that's just a straight up. Most of y'all sensitive about that is, okay? It is what it is, okay? All right, you guys. Hey, we have come to the end of the road, the end of the show. And I will see you guys Saturday. I will be back, and we will talk. Uh, we will talk to Sheila Shelby with her book, um, Forgiveness After Pain. And we're going to uh, get into some more hot topics and uh uh, more uh, celebrity news, all that and everything on 
Saturday, this Saturday. I think I'm going to be on at 11.30. I think I am. We'll see, you know. But I'm coming on, okay? You know, I'm, I'm trying my best. I'm going to be on, okay? Uh, so, meanwhile, you guys, we got to leave out. I got to leave you out with some music. This is one of my favorite, favorite songs. I love Jamaica. I'm a big Jamaica girl. So, we got to leave you out with Love Philosophy. It's the CC show. Y'all have a really, really good week, okay? And I will talk to, I will be back Saturday, which for y'all, okay? I'm out. Remember, you can hit me up on the Carlotta Chatwood Facebook page. You can hit me up on Carlotta72 and C Chatwood Show on Twitter. Those are two accounts. And also Carly's underscore Galaxy on Instagram. I'm out. Y'all have a good day. Oh, oh, I forgot to tell y'all. Did I tell y'all about my boudoir? Did I got my pictures back? Fire. Oh, they was cute. They was real cute, y'all. I have talked to you. I might go. I'm gonna go in the overdrive. I talk about it a little bit. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm out, y'all. Have a good one, y'all. See y'all. <laughs>
so you guys might get to see a couple. Just because I think I've released one. I put one out on my on my Facebook page, okay, for people who are my Facebook friends. So I only call out chat with Facebook page. I may may put something over there. Who knows, okay? But they were wonderful. I had a great time doing it. It was a lot of fun. And shout out to uh, Nibia because she made me she made me look so gorgeous, and I am so excited. And you know, as an OD to you know my favorite singer, right? Right? Because y'all know I love the video. I love one one of my favorite songs by Maxwell is "Get to Know You." It's one of my favorite songs. Okay, my favorite song I love now. Okay, I love now. I do. I really love that song. I like a lot of songs. I can't really say what's my favorite, but I wore the blue flower. Because you know the stuff with Lelani says she prefer, she prefer, you prefer your roses blue or whether she prefers her roses blue. They're like blue roses are blue blue with the blue roses like unique different and stuff like that. And I was like, oh yeah, I want to wear blue for my favorite singer, you know. <laughs> so I call it my rock star girl picture. Okay, it's really cute. I have this like black. And silver on, and it's just this big, beautiful thing of blue flowers, like blue, a blue halo. It's really cute. It's a damn cute picture. It's like, so it's like this, it's like a, a, a bra thing, like, what is it? A bikini top, and, and, and these pants, these white girl pants that went with them, and it's so cute. And these big, beautiful blue flowers. It was, it was hot. The picture's cute. <laughs> Okay, so that's my boudoir shoot. I've had I had a lot of other pictures, but those are my favorites. So guys, the hot red and the uh, the the rock girl thing was dope. And I, of course, I had to have my little owl. I had my favorite things. Things represent my little favorite things: my blue flowers, my owl because I love owls. <laughs> and uh, you know, but, you know, this is just so you can see my little jewelry. I even have a like an owl bracelet on, so I, I love owls. I have to sing for owls because I feel akin to owls. <laughs> okay, so that's my boudoir. I wanted to share that with you guys. Uh, you guys want any information about a boudoir shoot? I'm going to try to have Nivea on here to talk to you guys about. Maybe in a couple of weeks or so, I'll get Nivea on. She is booking up really fast for next year. But maybe you guys can get in with her. She even takes people from out of town. So, you know, if you want to book with her, I mean, I say it's worth it to come to uh, – the DFW area and do a shoot with Nivea. Nivea is so dope and she makes you feel so comfortable and the pictures are so beautiful and the person she used, her uh, her makeup, Miss uh, Whitaker, Tanya Whitaker, I believe is her name. I don't know if I got that right, but I mean, she does a fabulous job on your face and your hair. So this is really a, a, a dope duo, but Nivea, those pictures, Nivea is a bad girl. So she is worth it, y'all, okay? All right, I am out. Y'all have a good one. I will see y'all Saturday. God bless. See ya.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.